Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week and every week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Hello, welcome to the Pittance Podcast, episode number 96. I am your host, Angelo, and back with me, as always, is the Sex Panther himself. What up, what up? That's Ryan. Uh, and... And Mr. Will over there. I'm I'm confused. I thought I was the Sex Panther. Uh, he named himself Sex Panther, and, you know, he's weird. Seventy percent of the time, it works all the time. Yeah, he's, he's you know, a lot of words I don't want to say on this show because of, you know, backlash. Heard <laughs> backlash. Uh, with us tonight, we actually have a guest. He was one of the people who originally was one of the winners of the uh, 10 guests in 10 weeks from the posse thing, but he didn't have the interwebs to do it. So he finally has the interwebs now, and with us tonight is a howling jackal, Mr. Corey Brown. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going very well. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Dude, I hope what you're the, ready what the to fuck? cook. Yeah, what the fuck is up, Corey? I'm fucking pumped to meet you. Super glad you're here. Hands down, one of the most passionate posse members we got. Oh, Hands man. Down. One of the yeah. funniest guys on our fucking forum. One of the oh, most active, active members. Hands down. We appreciate <laughs> everything you do on the page fucking every day, <laughs> essentially. Oh, shit. So keeping so, things going. So with all those compliments, no pressure. <laughs> right, right. No pressure. The super fans got to live up. So let's see what you got. Okay, so we'll move right into the tournaments. Um, try and keep this quasi quick, I suppose. We're going to start in Madrid, where they were playing modern. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it technically started first. Yeah. Oh. I, I caught a lot of this coverage, and yeah, it, I actually uh, GP Treasure Cruise. Was it? There was more rhinos in the top eight than there was treasure cruises. That's the thing. That's very funny. I caught a lot of day one coverage. So uh, okay, see, I watched it, actually a lot of this because pro, as much pro. as. Uh, as much as I, I can't stand modern, I didn't want people to say that I was talking out of my ass because I have told people that I don't like the format. So I made sure I watched like a lot of this and I don't know. Yeah. I don't Todd think it's breaking the, over day too. Yeah, I don't think it's broken the format or anything. Yeah. Well, I mean we can talk about the decks that are in the top eight, but I don't I mean, at least one six of them are ones that I would consider yeah. to be decks that are not fun or good for magic. Like, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of, fan of Pod. I, yeah. I think, you know, like, that deck is just as broken as anything else going on out there, so. Right. Um, but, you know, it does lead to the whole, you know, Treasure Cruise isn't as broken as everyone believed in Modern. Well, I mean, if the idea is that you have to play, you know, a deck that interacts on the Treasure Cruise or kills them, with, you know, before that, yeah, I mean, I can see it. But either way, Pod's, Pod's really good. Yeah, Pod is good. Um, so our top eight broke down as such we had uh marcio carvalho uh versus tim ruffert i did not say uh, till ruffert i did not say tim russert okay he's dead uh till ruffert wins 2-0 uh jose rodriguez pozo versus uh andrew devine and uh pozo wins 2-0 kevin grove versus emmanuel gershison and gershison wins 2-1 and uh stefan van Deveen Versus Ricardo van Bon Bogard. Uh, Bogard wins 2-0. Uh, Ricardo van den Bogard versus Emmanuel Gershison. Uh, Gershison wins 2-0. Angelo, <laughs> that's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> why? Because I actually got those names fairly right. I'm just, I'm just enjoying listening to you. <laughs> okay. So then, uh, Till Ruffert 2-0 over Jose Rodriguez Pozo and Emmanuel Gershison 2-1 over Till Ruffert. 
Whew, those names were difficult. Richardson. <laughs> Ricardo Van Den Bogart. <laughs> wow, so awesome. So apparently this was the GP of cheaters. Um, oh. There was complaints by the end of like round one of cheating. Uh, I know in round 13, a prominent player whose name escapes me because my notes are all the way across the room. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he accidentally played a bird. He was fetching with a verdant catacombs and played a bird out of his library instead of out of his hand. Oh, that's a bad it was one. On camera? Oh, yeah, 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 it's on camera. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was round 13, and if he, he actually lost, so that's good. Um, he immediately went, got on top of it and put out a big blog, uh, on a website saying that, you know, it was a mistake. I watched the video too, and I could see why anybody out there can say that I cheated, but it wasn't intentional. Like, he got out in front of it, which I give him some respect for, but when you watch the video, it looks like he cheated. Yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, what round? You said it was round 13? Yes. That's, was that at the end of the day one or day two? Day two. Day two. Uh, it's two rounds left of day two. That's still, I mean, that's a lot of fatigue going on. I... Yeah, it is. I mean, the way he got in front of it and put out that blog and yeah. the way he worded it, like, I'll give him credit for that. And I will give him somewhat of the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, I mean, I've seen a lot of blatant cheating in the last few months. And yeah, it's true. I, you know, just because somebody got out in front of it like a politician does doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. right. You know, um, also one of the problems with this tournament was they had like six people that they turned away because they capped it at 1900 wow. well i'm sure that a lot of their judge staff was in uh new jersey you know there's only so many level three and plus judges out there in the world and i if, if most of them are in jersey i can understand at the cap right that actually wasn't the reasoning i guess uh this was kind of a to blunder he scheduled it in a place that they got in trouble for they got in trouble before when they held a GP there because the fire marshal got pissed off because they stacked too many people in there. Oh. And he scheduled in the same place when he probably should have went elsewhere. Yeah, it makes sense. So I mean, I, this one's kind of on the TO. Uh, that aside, you know, there was a lot, lot of rampant uh, complaints of cheating. I know Miguel Az, uh, he had some issues over there where like. He called a judge over because his deck, his opponent seemed to be shuffling his deck wrong. And I don't know if he asked him to reshuffle it, but he asked, you know, he told the judge to watch it and everything. And the judge told him to keep playing. And after he lost, he looked at the bottom of his deck and there was like nine lands in a row on the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder if this is all just backlash over the publicity about all the cheating scandals over the past couple weeks. People just flaring up, you know, it very well could be. Yeah, it very well could be. I mean, it could be a coincidence. I mean, that does happen sometimes, but at the same time, I mean, with the cheating, you also have to, even with the reactionary, you almost have to be a little reactionary yourself because it's... Yeah, and and if if it's actually just a reaction that needs to happen because people have been cheating for years, I think it's a very good thing. Right, right. So, uh, Ryan, do you want to tell me what uh, these people were playing? Well, Gershenson took it down with essentially what he did, it looks like, is took a Tarmo twin kind of and just cut the twin for Treasure Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, He's, it's, yeah. it's much closer to a blue-red Delver deck plus yeah. Armagoy. Yeah. You That's know, he kind of steals, um, uh, who was the, uh, Patrick Dickmon last year who played the blue-red, yeah, the blue-red deck with, with Tarmogoyfs. So, yeah. you know, I mean, just like, if you're, if you're expecting a lot of blue-red stuff, just having Tarmogoyfs is, uh, is a nice little plan, you know, C or D. Uh, it's sweet, and, uh, so he's packing 12 dudes on his boat, basically, four Goyce, four Pyros, four Delvers. 
Um, this spell package is interesting. Uh, two fork bolt, one pillar of flame, four git probes, four treasure crews, four serum visions. Most of that makes sense, except uh, I don't I know. The really one like fork bolt right now. Yeah, yeah pillar, pillar, good. pillar of flame is for the uh, the splash damage against uh, the the green white guy. Um, Voice, Voice of Resurgence, yeah. Sure. Uh, his instance, uh, this one, this is weird. I'll, I'll mention this one last, but two Spell Snare, two Spell Pierce, two Romand, four Lightning Bolt, one Thought Scour, feeling that cruise, yep, feeling and uh, two Vapor Snag, which seemed really good. Did you uh, mention the one Electrolyze? I was about to. That's the okay. last one. That's the one-off I don't really like. In this oh, game. that's insane right now. When when everyone's playing Young Pyromancers and Delvers, yeah. Electrolyze is so, so good. Because Better Ashen is like even another Pillar of Flame. <laughs> It says draw card. Yep. Yeah. It says kill two things, draw card. Yeah. I'm just I'm not a big fan of it in modern. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's that good it right modern, now. It is is very very good. Yeah. Now that the format Six is shifted, ago, I, I would like probably would have agreed, but I, well, I think it's time that you morph again and become to agree. Now, a couple months ago, I would say the same thing as you, but the, now that the format has turned into a lot of young pyromancer Delver secrets and uh, the other red card with the haste. Now that it's become a lot of that, and it's a lot of small creatures, and it seems like the small creatures are going wide, when you are casting any spell that says draw a card to kill two creatures in 50% of your matchups, like, that's pretty strong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, one damage to the board is very, very good right now. At, at three mana, uh, I don't know. I think you get the same effect for cheaper, minus draw a card, but there's, you're already drawing cards. <laughs> well, so let me, let me, let me tell you something, Ryan. Draw a card is the most powerful thing that you yeah. can have on a magic card. Oh yeah, it's, it's really good. I was just saying, this deck already you're already drawing tons of cards you're at no loss of uh card draw I, I, I don't know that you're drawing tons of cards. The only card advantage otherwise you have, you have your treasure cruises, right? And two remands. Your get probe, your serum. serum yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. You do have the, the four one drops. Yeah, I mean, those, I still like drawing cards. But when you're working into a young pyromancer plan, like, you need to draw cards so you can cast spells. Yeah. I mean, that, it's just like, you never want to have yeah. a young pyromancer down with an empty hand. Never. I even another remand, like a third remand, or. I don't know I would rather have to electrolyze yeah. than, the, than the remand. Yeah, sure. I'd probably play a third sure. remand over a fourth lightning bolt, to be honest. His, uh... Sideboard, two Ancient Grudge, a Destructive Revelry, two Threads of Disloyalty, that card's sweet, yeah. two Dragon Claw, two Degate, uh, Electricery, and that was criminally underplayed when it was in Standard, a Hibernation, a Dispel, and three Molten Rain. Shout out, Angelo, three mana Destroy Land. Yep, yep. I love that molten rain. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you're an aggro control deck. All you need to do is, you know, get, get rid of their fourth land and that's it. Yeah, pretty good. There was a, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to go over every deck here in the top eight. It was mostly pod. We do have a couple of interesting things. There was a scape shift deck. As well as, um, I, I really like the Proclamation deck. deck. Awesome. Yeah, and then there was the Martyr Proc Combo deck, a deck I played maybe a year or so ago in Modern before I got on, before I completely made the switch over to, uh, uh, Death and Taxes. This is the list I ran. You know, I started out with Soul Sisters and then I evolved into this and then. I do want to mention the, uh, second place deck, which was the Scape Shift deck. Um, yeah, I think Scapeshift has gotten a lot more powerful because of Dig Through Time. Um, he's, well, yeah, he's actually and, not even uh, running. What's his name? He's running gone. three of them. What's his name's gone? Dig Through Time? Uh, so runs three of them, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on, the, I'm on the Van Bogart list. I what's the name of the elf everyone hated in my, Deathrite Shaman's gone, so Scapeshift's much better. Yeah, well, I mean, just the Dig Through Time. I mean, you, you notice that there's not any treasure cruises because this yeah. is a combo deck that wants pieces, oh, and guys. Dig Through Time just gets you those pieces. 
which yeah, just makes very, it so very sweet. much better. Yeah, I, I was talking about this the other day with someone. This is like a dig through time deck, not a treasure cruise deck. This is where you, it's about card selection here, not quantity. Yeah, you only yeah. need one card with this deck. So, so yeah, yeah, looking at seven is much, much better. better suited for this deck. Yeah, you'd sweet, much rather look at seven, get your scape shift, get a uh, a remand, and go. Okay, now I'm ready to set up and go. Yeah, scape shift is scary, man. Yeah, uh, the only problem I have is that you still you're you're maybe a turn five or you know turn five ish deck, and that that is still a little slow. But you have great great ways to protect it. Yeah, well, I think that's about where combo should be is four and five. I concur. I concur. And if it's earlier than that, I think it's a little quick. Uh, see, Pozo, he was on that birthing pod. Um, the big with uh, is this the one with one or two seed rhinos? He's the one with yeah one rhino in this one. One rhino. Lots yep. for values. Lots of rhinos this week. Yeah. Uh, the Martyr Proc deck was sweet. That was a fucking huge surprise. Who played man. Martyr Proc? I forget. Stefan Van, uh, Van, Van Devine. So, I... yeah, this deck is a bunch of one drops, essentially. Um, so Martyr of Sands, you're going to sack it for one. You're going to reveal X cards from your hand. Sack white Martyr cards. Sands, X white cards. X white cards. Yeah. And um, you gain three times X life. Say you're sacking her and you're bringing her back with uh, Proclamation of Rebirth, mm-hmm. which uh, you return up to three target creature cards with converted mana costs one or less from your graveyard to play. It's two and a white. It's a sorcery, but it's got four casts for five and a white. You reveal it from uh, your hand, return target creature card with converted mana costs one or less from your graveyard to play. So you keep returning things like Martyr of Sands, um, Sarah Ascendant, uh, Weathered Wayfarer, um, you know, uh, Sarah Ascendant is kind of what, you know, the big win con here. It's a one drop, one, one with lifelink. But if you have 30 or more life, it has uh, plus five, plus five and flying. So it's a six, six lifelinker. You know what's um, funny about this deck? This deck is essentially runs off of the same engine and has since Martyr's Sands came out. Yeah, since but the, but the cards slightly change. They do. Weathered Wave. Because back in the go. day, you used... uh Oh shit, I can't think of the name of it, but it was, this was more of a stall yeah, tactic. Yeah, yeah, you had the enchantment, uh, the, uh, it's got Mesa, four whatever. In it. Yeah, it, it makes, yeah, the, the ghostly prison, I, I want to talk about just how great that is. Angelo, you mentioned small guys going wide. Yep. Uh, Sweet. This can is... I, can I tell you what I just got in the mail to compliment a play set of ghostly prisons? And, uh, cause I'm gonna troll the shit out of my store. Perfree nodes. Yeah, perfree nodes are sweet. Yeah. I'm going to build this, like, I got Damping Matrix and all <laughs> Yeah, so go ahead and buy a Ghostly Prism. That's a good one to talk about. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. So, uh, it's the white reprint of Propaganda. It's a three mana, in this case, white enchantment. Creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two mana for each attacking creature. Uh, it's it's really bad to pay two mana to attack with one ones. It's just like not sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're playing a sneak and show, you know this yeah, is not a deck that. Yeah, this is a card that comes out. But when you're playing in this field where everyone's going wide, and realistically, this tournament, I mean, from I, like I said, I watched a bunch of it, and it really seemed like the way everyone decided to fight against it was to put in the Goyf. Goyf got good as hell all, all over again all of a sudden. Well, because so many people are filling graveyards right. to get to their treasure cruise that they're making that Goyf entirely too big to pop off their treasure cruise quick enough. And it's like, I finally got to pop off my treasure cruise, and now I shrank your Goyf to a 3-4, but... Fuck, I'm dead. Yeah. Right. Luckily, this this mono white deck has access to four Wrath of Gods in the main as yeah, well yeah, to, to control that plan. I mean, good old fucking Wrath of God. It's just, it's a good one. It yeah, is. Wipe the board, bring your guys back with Proclamation of Rebirth. Yeah. 
Very, very nice started list. Started again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily like white, but what mono white, uh, you know, kind of, kind of prison decks I can handle. Yeah. Four, four path exiles. I like the, found this interesting. One banishing light, one O-ring instead of just two O-rings. Meddling mage exists in the format. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know it's a very small thing, but all, you know, just the ability to, you know, give yourself two different cards with one name. Also, for instance, like if it was to, uh, Detention Sphere or something like that, you know, there are, there are reasons to have different names. Yeah. So yeah, that, that list was sweet. And, um, I don't know, Angelo, I thought you would like this junk list Carvalho was on. Um, yeah. I did, I, I did watch quite a bit of that. I mean, it, it's a good list. Um, the only, Planeswalkers, he has three lilies. I mean, obviously. Um, he has the four goifs, the three scavenging ooze, the four rhinos, and a corso crucifix. So that's just, you know, I'm gonna kick your face in. Um, he has a bitter blossom to go over the top in the air on you. To complement um, the lingering souls, yeah. Right, right. Um, his spell package, very good instance. He has the four abrupt decays, which kills almost anything in the format. Two yep. dark blast, which, you know, hey, if you want to run little decks, uh, minus one, minus one is a problem. Yeah, it, it will even, a Dark Blast will even kill a flipped Delver, notably if you upkeep, you know, target and then dredge it. Uh-huh. So. Uh, it, it's extremely good against all the blue-red decks right now. Just very powerful. Yeah, you can just constantly bring it back. Yep. Which is just wonderful. Sometimes it's all you need is a minus one instant every turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that helps quite a bit. Um, he has a slaughter pack and a dismember for the, oh crap, I really got to kill that. Love me some slaughter pack. Yes, sir. Um, he has in his sorcery list, he has four thought seas, three lingering souls, three inquisitions, a duress, and a maelstrom pulse. So he has eight forms of really good hand stripping for early yeah. game. Um, yeah, he knows he's going to look at your hand. He's going to know what yeah. your game plan is very early in the game. Yeah, he has the plan, and then he sculpts his plan around your plan. And yeah. you know, if it says, "Hey, I'm going to play a turn two Bitter Blossom because I have it," great. If not, if you know your hand says no, instead I should put down a Tarmogoyf because he's going to try and fill his graveyard. Yeah. You know, it's. You cannot underestimate how good a turn one, uh, I want to look at your hand thing is. Uh, also in the, in the land base, he's got three, uh, treetop village, two tech edge, so he's really well set up for any kind of attrition battles. Yeah. Yes, and he is. fucking the four siege rhinos just cracks me up. And one of Courser. It's gotta have a Courser. Know, the Courser's really, really good in modern, okay. actually. There's not a lot of, uh, with the exception of Path to Exile, there's not a lot of removal it's very good against him. Yeah, it's like uh, he took out Bob and put in siege rhino. Yeah, I mean, that's all he did. <laughs> it seems it seems reasonable. Siege Rhino is just packed with value and keeps you alive. So yeah, but that but that is exactly what he did. He just yeah. took out. Well, the format is so unfriendly for Bob right now. <laughs> you know, there's no way yeah. that your Dark Confidant's going to get to upkeep at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many little creatures. People yeah, yeah. are packing ways to kill those. Yeah, when yeah. people are focusing on young Pyromancer, Bob is just a token, you know. Siege Rhino gets you a little bit, you know, get that little bit of life gain against those decks, you know. Yeah, very relevant, relevant in a format when you often are on 17 at turn one. You know, at this deck, you could go down to 15, 15 life on turn one, you know. Yeah, 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 I'm going to, uh, fetch for this, uh, temple. Garden, or not Temple Garden, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my Verdant Catacombs to go get, uh, I don't know, a Godless Shrine, and yeah. then from there I'm going to play a Thought Seize. Oh crap, I'm at 50. <laughs> or Dismember. Like, I do yeah, Dismember is also a great way to kill yourself. Yeah, I, I do not want to, uh, play against Burn right now. <laughs> like, oh, Siege Rhino helps against that plan. Good, let's go that way. Um, yeah. Sideboard, I mean, it's tuned. He knows what his issues are. Yeah, like, he has, he has an extra, in his board, too. Yeah, he has an extra Lily. He has uh, two timely reinforcements. 
I bet you that comes in against a lot of red decks. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's even great against the red blue decks. You know, like yeah, they're bird decks that just. It, yeah, I mean, this especially with the fact that it makes the the one one tokens and it counters two lightning bolts or you know two two delver attacks. You're able to neutralize a lot of tokens. Just like exactly what the doctor ordered. Right, Golgari charm, which is just you know I'm gonna kill most of your stuff. Uh, three ley lines. Yeah, I'd like to see another Golgari charm. I I wouldn't mind another Golgari charm either. Yeah, um, three ley line of sanctity, two stony silence. A creeping corrosion. They must have been worried about some artifacts. Well, Stony Silence is a little different. That's for your pod matchup. You right. Know, and, and Robots is still a deck, even if no one's playing it right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, three Fulminator Mage. Isn't uh, Stony Silence, you know, of no, note, Stony Silence also, um, shuts down Tron matchups. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it has a lot of splash and, uh, against a lot of, a lot of different decks out there. Yeah. It's yeah. A good card. Uh, a Thrun and one Drown in Sorrow, because like we said earlier, Little creatures. Little yeah, creatures. Drown, I, I mean, I, I actually like the, the the drown Golgari charm combo. I think that's that's about where you want to be. Yeah, I like scrying. I like scrying, and minus two, minus two is better in more matchups than the minus one, minus one. What would you guys think of uh, choke in the sideboard here? <laughs> choke is not a legal modern card. Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yeah, yeah I think it was ninth edition. Oh yeah. wow! There's star. Uh, there's three of them, in fact, in uh, Pozo's. Do you, do you really? Uh, I mean, I love choke. I know it's good for sure. I just think it'd be really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it in this. I think it's. I mean, it's style it's, of death. It's a. It's a just a tiny little bit narrow, but like I could definitely find room for two in there for sure. Yeah. Fucking fun. <laughs> Hi, Corey. You still there? Oh yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry, guys. This is not my format. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. It's not modern. Really is not either. for the jackal. I I hear you, buddy. I'm with you, man. I'm uh, just you know M13 and on. Sure, but uh, <laughs> when they when they banned uh, uh, Deathrite Shaman, I was like, well, I'm not playing modern this year. Yeah, it totally ruined my plans for uh, a shaman aggro deck. But uh, right, oh, well. right. Yeah, I mean the only reason I'm even I'm I'm forcing myself to get into this format only because uh, GP Pittsburgh next year is going to be modern. Yeah, so it is actually a, a really fun format to play. To straddles the line between legacy brokenness and and difficulty yeah. and and hey. you know a little bit more closer to the standard power level sometimes. For sure, sure. Angelo, if you want, I can send you a martyr proc deck. No thanks. That's not my style, bro. You know, the Amiria Sky Runes, you don't want to go that way, man? That's not my style, bro. I have I mean, a, I, I'm I a Bruin. Deck, but not, not, on a, not on a 12-round tournament, not on a GT. Yeah. I'm a Bruin right now. I got, I got, I'm looking at a mono black pox list that I'm putting nice. together that nice. I think it, as long as Treasure it's Cruise is still after. in the format, it's going to do just fine. <laughs> You're a sick, sick man. Well, that's the plan. Um, so, well, is there anything else that we want to talk about when it comes to modern? Because I don't. I'll take care. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I mean, there was a legacy. There was a huge legacy tournament. Uh, the largest legacy tournament ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they got up over 4,000 people, which was Woo! way above what we thought. Wow! Yeah. Sixth largest GP of all time, I think they said. That was third. Third. Third largest GP, yeah. This is also yeah. the uh, largest weekend of Magic players playing in large tournaments uh, as far as GPs go, because when Vegas happened, it was the only one that weekend. Mm-hmm. So the combination of the two actually makes it. Yeah. It's a shame, too, because it could have been so much more if they wouldn't have capped uh, Madrid. So, eh. But it is what it is. Um, GP New Jersey. Our topic broke down as such. Tom Ross versus Lamb Fan. Tom Ross wins 2-1. Um, if you pay attention to Legacy, you know what Tom was playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Philip Schoeniger, 2-0 over Philip Braverman. Uh, BBD, 2-1 over Joseph, uh, Santo Massino. Uh, yeah. 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 Massino. Okay. Royce Walter, 2-1 over Dan Jordan. Royce Walter loses to BBD, 2-0. Uh, Tom Ross beats Schoeniger, 2-0. So, in the finals, we had, you know, two really exceptional yeah. players in our Tom the Boss Ross versus Brian Bronduon. And, uh, BBD, Played the finals masterfully. Like, he's sitting on a Jitte, which just houses Ross's deck. And yep. he doesn't play it for turns because he's like, it's not right yet. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to counter that. I'm going to bounce that. I'm going to go ahead and draw these cards. I'm going to wait until the exact right turn to play this Jitte. And then he does. And then just machine guns this shit out of Tom Ross. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely don't want to get your Jitte forced in the matchup. That's the only way that Tom can really interact with it well for, you know, game one. So Yeah, but it's so easy for, like, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. Brian Brondewin is not a novice player. But it would be really easy for a novice player who, like, got the cliff notes on how to play against the deck to yeah. go, I need to play yeah, this turn, crazy. too. Yeah. Like, this is how I beat that deck. No, no, no. you got to play it at the right time. Right. Sequencing. Right. I mean, you, yeah, at turn two, you even open yourself up to Days and Spell Pierce, which just is embarrassing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. And, you know, like, I was I was very impressed with the way he won this thing, and he won it 2-0. Um, and he was running Just Guy Stoneblade, which was a bit of an audible. Um, he was planning on something else, and then this list... Kind of was like, eh, this is what I'm going to go with. And the Jeskai Stoneblade, we talked about it multiple times. You saw, all know what it is, but it's four yeah. Stoneforge Mystic, two True Names, and four Young Peasies. Uh, spells are Batter Skull and Jitte, four Brainstorm, four Force of Will, three Lightning Bolt, two Power Vast, two Spell Pierce, three Swords, uh, four Get Taxian Probe, and four Ponder, four Treasure Cruise. Spicy. Party boat, party boat. Seriously, seriously great holders of swords in this deck between tokens and true name nemesis. Yeah, true name nemesis holds a batter skull really well. You know, I can imagine. <laughs> I can believe that tech. Just, you know, Didn't that a, win him a game in the finals? I, think it might have, I, I would know. imagine. No, I think in the finals both games possible. came off of the Jete. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd be searching yeah. for, for sure. Um, but in the earlier matches, yeah, he did win some games off of True Name with a batter skull on it. Really um, sweet sideboard. Sideboard is excellent. I was just about to talk about that. He has a Graph Digger's Cage, uh, because, well, I mean. Just one. Dredge is real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people still play it. Two containment priests, uh, because, I mean, look, look at the price of the card. You, you'll understand. Yeah. Containment priest is just there. It's now your answer for show and tell, right? Yeah. You know show I mean? and like, tell, and there's a few other things that it does hold yeah. pretty well. I mean, yeah, yeah. Reanimator is also a deck. Is it, is it working as Reanimator? Uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't cast, exiled instead. So yeah, that's really good right now. Um, meddling mage. Three of those. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, three of those. He wasn't talking around. He has- I mean, when, when you know your matchups, few things are more powerful than Meddling Mage when you know exactly what the line is, you know. Right. Uh, he has, uh, two Fluster Storm and Electricery, a Hydroblast, a Pyroblast. I actually get to see those duel against each other. Like, I'm gonna play Hydroblast, I'm gonna yeah. play Pyroblast, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone has them in the main nowadays. Yeah. One Wear and Tear, a Council's Judgment, and a Vidillion Click. And then one supreme verdict. Yeah, really, really like the list. Not a, not an easy list to play. You know, this is a real feather in BBD's cap. It's really, it really brings a lot of legitimacy to his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to look at this list and go, well, with cards like that, it's how hard could it be? It's hard. It's hard. You you, I mean, you're not as broken as the blue red Delver decks. You're you know you're trying to control the game before you win most of the time with this deck. So it's mm-hmm. real, real good job. Very impressed. Um, as I said earlier, if you've paid attention to any legacy. 
whatsoever. Tom Ross is playing Infect. Um, yeah, he likes that deck. He does. It's a good deck. Uh, yeah. His big ad this time was a single Become Immense. Well, if everyone else is Delvin, I might as well delve. <laughs> yeah, for plus six, plus six on a fucking creature that, you know, only has to deal ten damage. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like turn three, and I attack with my, you know, Blighted Agent, and I become Immense Berserk it. All right. <laughs> That's game. <laughs> I have the Spell Pierce backup as well. <laughs> yeah. Four Vines or something, you know, like, right. it's getting through. Yeah, um, aside from that, I mean, it's been the same deck forever from him. It, 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 he runs it very well. I don't understand why more people don't run it. I think it's because it's Infect. Card availability is probably an issue, too. You know, it, it's, <laughs> I don't like, know. I, Compared to some of the card availability out there, you know, like... In fact, it's require a lot. I guess they did reprint Invigorate. It was it was hard to find Invigorate when it was only a mass card. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean it's just a force of will deck with some lands, everything else is super budget. Right. Um yeah. Uh we have Storm in uh third. They call it Storm. I'm calling it Ad nauseum Tendrils. Uh I mean what about what about T E R T E S? It could be T E S, yeah. Eternal Storm. Whose deck are you talking about? Uh Royce Walter. Walter. Yeah, this is the Eternal Storm. Yeah. Um because he, Royce he Walter. Has it says Ad Nauseam Tendrils on the wizard site. Okay, well, I'm on the other site. Uh, I went to SCG because it's easier to navigate. They just call it Storm. Um, I see Ad Nauseam, I see Tendrils. That's why I said Ad Nauseam Tendrils. But it does have the uh, past in flames. So that Gi- giant shout-outs to Xantid Swarm, Carpet of Flowers, and Massacre in his sideboard. Some oh, yeah. seriously sweet cards. We've been seeing that in this yeah. list, Xantid right? It's pretty Swarm sweet. Is Xantid Swarm is, is, I mean, you'd Carpet pretty standard in this one. Different. Yeah, that one's not one we've seen a whole lot of times really good in the against the show and tell matchups where they're going to have islands right so it, it allows you to just get the extra turn of uh, velocity you need yeah Chain of Vapor, eh. yeah. Chain of Vapor's legit. I mean, it's just a, the best boomerang ever, but this massacre is, uh, not something a whole lot of, uh, uh Death and Taxes players are used to playing around. <laughs> like, yeah. a, just a free Wrath of God you. Yeah, uh, it seemed like it, this show started showing up a lot more when, uh, the fucking 3-1 blue untouchable. Oh, true name nemesis. When yeah. it came out, this became a card that people started throwing into sideboards and then it fell out of favor for some other things. Yeah, but you're right. absolutely right. Against like, Death and Taxes, they have no answer for this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's not what you want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's very there bad. So this is hope that I already equipped a batter skull to something. Like. Yeah, very, very bad news, bad news. And um I was going to say Carpet of Flowers is sweet because of uh, the artist. They need to bring Rebecca back. We need more of her. Rebecca Gway, yeah, she's yeah. pretty awesome. Really, really great style. Yeah. You know the art makes the card play no differently, right? Yeah, I what? know. No. <laughs> no, no. Dude, tell that to high tie players. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, I would tell that to any player. I know. I mean, clearly it doesn't work. I mean, uh, we had in fourth and fifth, we had two countertop decks. Uh, we had blue red Delver in sixth. We had metal Worker in seventh. And when we had blue yeah. red Landstill. Yeah, can I, can I talk about this Landstill? Land I love, Landstill. I love Absolutely. Landstill. My favorite archetype of all time. Whew. Uh, so, uh, he has three creatures in his deck, oddly enough. Three Snapcaster Mage. Uh, only one Jace, but, uh, the real bread and butter of the deck is this card, Standstill, two mana enchantment. Uh, he has three copies of it. Uh, when a player plays a spell, sacrifice Standstill. If you do, each of that player's opponents draws three cards. 
So like his his treasure cruise comes on turn two no matter what and makes you not play yours. Uh, four brainstorm, two counter spells, one dig through time, four force of will, four lightning bolt, three three spell pierce, three spell snare. Spell snare really good right now. Four stifles for the uh, stone rains, three sudden shocks because you just don't want to make in tokens and one treasure cruise. Uh, notable lands, four mistress factory, two fairy conclave, four wasteland, uh, and then he's got some snow covers for for fun. That's uh, really yeah. really. Sweet list. This is as control as you can possibly be, attacking for two with Mistress Factory, turn in, turn out, while your opponents are scared to play cards because you're going to draw three cards and counter whatever they did. Yeah. You you win often on this deck off of the Factory or the Conclave. You don't yeah. win off of the Snapcasters. Jace is Brainstorm number five, six, seven, and eight. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, and Jace, Jace can win you the game too, but it's not a Jace deck. No, you brainstorm a, with him every time almost. Yeah, so, you know, sideboard, two engineered explosives. Four Relic of Progenitus, so, you know, he is just definitely trying to take care of uh, Delve cards. One Fluster Storm, two Pyroblast, and a third Pyroblast, which is Reb. Uh, we have two Surgical Extraction and three Pyroclasm. You know, really has a lot of answers to small, wide decks, uh, which is, you know, kind of the only the only weakness he has in the main. You know, all of the counter spells, you know, really great removal. Sudden Shock, I think, is a is a seriously underlooked card so far in uh, the current Legacy format. Yeah, uh, for all of you players out there who are worried about playing against this crazy blue deck, um, if you're running black, just put Chains of Metastopheles in your sideboard, and this deck has a hard yeah, time. It's it's it. it's tough. It's <laughs> real tough. You know, I mean, that's the card that they have to not let you resolve. <laughs> yeah, you resolve that card, they don't yeah. win. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of... They, like, start stifling triggers on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Stifle. <laughs> They're like, what? It, you actually just countered a trigger? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you really want to draw those three cards, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's... I mean, this is the dartle of dartles. You know, a seriously fun, fun time. Yeah, cool deck. Uh, you could tell, like, you know, certain cards did not show up just from the list. It's... But, you know, that's the beauty of Legacy. Every week, people prepare for a different meta game, and then if something shows up, different, hey, it's going to be crazy again. Um, really an unfair format, it seems like. Um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, decks that are doing... I mean, I, I don't know, like... If you're if you're classifying Treasure Cruise as unfair, yes, all of the decks are well, unfair. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not necessarily classifying that. It's just weird because, like, a lot of the Treasure Cruise decks, like the Blue Red Delver, are taking out Wastelands. And so it's letting people do some really silly things in Legacy that you're just not normally able to do because there's Wastelands. Sure. It's just – it's odd. And – you know, I don't know if it's right or not to take out Wasteland because it's just been a staple in every fucking Legacy deck for so long. But, it's, you know, the pros swear that in Blue-Red Delver, you'd much rather have you, other cards. You don't want to Stone Rain yourself in a deck which you're trying to play as many spells as possible every turn. Right, right. And I mean, it, it's not a Storm Kill c- condition in the deck, but it's very similar in, in, to a Storm deck in the way it wants to utilize its mana. Yeah, but it's letting people do some crazy things like kill you with six lands, mm-hmm. you know? Know, like what? Yeah, this wouldn't have happened, you know, a year ago because we would see four wastelands packed in every deck. It's just it's well, I mean, to be fair, he ha- he has his own wastelands to battle out, you know. He does, but um, you know, that's why that's why you got six uh, six mans in your lands. Yep, yep. Um, elves made it into the top uh, twelve. We people who could play countertop did really well this weekend yeah. uh, in a large tournament. I watched uh, Schoeniger versus Braverman. And that was, they was on game three of a countertop mirror match with 20 minutes left. That's awesome. That's really Talk about good. crisp, yeah. good play. Well, it's I mean, that's insane. what you need to do, for sure. I mean, it's a deck that can be slow. Yeah, 
both of them knew exactly what they was going to do before they mm-hmm. hit that turn. Hi, Corey. Hey. <laughs> just wanted to make sure you're still with us. Oh, yeah. No, you know, it's actually just listening to the show. So I'm, I'm actually enjoying myself. Yeah, you, you got the, uh, the sneak peek, uh, preview edition, huh? Two days ahead of everyone else, right? I'm like, uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, he got to do all the pre-show banter, which wasn't as much as normal. I, uh, I really like, uh, Eli Cassis's fourth place Grixis control list. I, uh, I really like his card choices. Grixis control. <laughs> yeah. 16th yeah, place. Uh, 14th place fourth is what I have mentioned. Okay, I thought yeah. you said fourth. He, he's on the, the Dak Faden Notion Thief, uh, gotcha plan, you know, some crazy stuff. Main deck, Nile Spellbomb, three Cabal Therapies to sacrifice his, to- his Pyromancer tokens to, you know, really, really cool list. Dak Fade? This yeah. is the wrong format for Dak Fade, man. No, I mean, he's he's still pretty sweet. Yeah, but he's not as good as he is. Well, no doubt. I mean, he's not the greatest thief in the multiverse, you know, stealing Moxon all day long every day. But, uh, you know, there's still plenty of sweet things that you can do just by drawing two and discarding two. <laughs> yeah, and, and amazingly, a lot of people's plans right now is play a Jit or play a Batter Skull, and that's yeah. how they win. And when you can steal them, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to steal a Batter Skull because they'll bounce it a lot of times, but... Stealing a Jitte is real, for sure. You know, if they don't see a Dak Faden coming and they hurry up and force one out, uh, right. you can take it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like, and just, just, he's gonna have more treasure cruises per game than any other deck because of Dak Faden and the ability to discard extra cards to fuel it out really well. And then, you know, I know it's only a one of in the deck, but he's gonna look at a lot of cards, so he has a really good chance to see Notion Thief every game, and, uh, Notion Thief can just bust the blue mirror, you know, the blue mirror is wide, wide open right now. Speaking of cool one ofs, he has Counterspell. Yeah. Sure does. Original Counterspell. He also has Sudden Demise, which is pretty sweet. I wasn't sure if that was actually a Sudden Demise. If it is, it's really sweet. If it's uh, if it's not and it's like a Sudden Chalk, it's also really sweet. Well, it's. I mean, I'm looking at the Sudden Demise as a pretty good card to go against these blue-red Delver decks yeah, that get wide. Yeah, just an amazing Pyroclasm for sure. Yeah, like, okay, you have a bunch of two ones and one ones from your fucking... A pyromancer, yeah, I'm just gonna play Sudden Demise. If it is Sudden Demise, that is a spicy card. Yeah, yeah, it probably could be something else, but I, I, I don't know. It fits. I, I like don't it. No, yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's sideboard sweet. is beautiful. Uh, all one ups, uh, except for two Hydroblasts. He has a Graft Digger's Cage, a Null Rod. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> None of that batter skull shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to play anything that requires an activation cost. That's a problem. Uh, pithing needle, uh, Sabo's web. Oh baby. <laughs> hey, come at me, land still. <laughs> Lands with activated abilities that doesn't produce mana, doesn't untap during their controllers. Untap step. So, like... Uh, it just Sabo's Web also is, is a cantrip. It draws your card when it comes So out. good against lands. It is so good oh against lands. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there were actually two undefeated lands back uh, at the end of day one. So. Right. It is so good against lands. Just like, <laughs> your maze can go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has uh, Zern Orb. You know, because sometimes you just need to gain life. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really good against the, the red decks, for sure. Right. He has a true name, Nemesis, because, you know, sometimes you want to kill people. <laughs> Knight. Dread of Night is so tech. What does Dread of Night minus one, minus one for white creatures? It's an enchantment. It's a one-mana black enchantment that permanently... Yeah, it's just a black like, shrink. No more Mother of Runes ever, and then fucking what the hell are they going to do, you know? Fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, let's see. We got the Electricery, two Hydroblast, a Pyroblast, Recoil... Dude, this dude's sideboard is... I'm, I'm a little unsure what the recoil's for. 
So do I. I'm like, I, I'm, I was like, oh, well, yeah, he show and tells out a, like a, a something, like a, an ember cool and you can't recoil it. Uh, maybe, maybe it's for Gristlebrand. I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck he recoils. I'd love to ask him. Yeah, that's, uh, Smash the Smithereens, a surgical extraction in innocent blood. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This, this list. So, you have an ember cool. Um, I have a baleful strix. Uh, let's let's just kill them both. <laughs> Innocent blood, baby. All right. God, it's just like the best swords to pile shares ever. Yeah, really. Oof. Um, yeah. So um, that was our legacy top sixteen. Uh, so I, got, I got a quick question. Sure. Um, all right. So I'm a big fan of villainous wealth. Right. And the 16th deck is Sultai. He's playing the colors. Why is he not playing uh, Villainous Wealth? The casting cost are. I am going to facepalm at this point in time. <laughs> That's no. why I didn't talk. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just fucking around. Man. So, like, Villainous Wealth is a very powerful card, but that you are not going to be able to generate the 7 or, or 8 mana that is necessary to get value out of it in, in, in Legacy. You know, I mean, it's... You could create it, and, like, that's possible, but the problem is you also have... You have to be sure that you can have counter backup on top of it. Yeah, uh, right. So realistically, if you go Villainous Wealth, the most you're going to be able to really go for is, like, three, and I don't know that that's always going to be good enough for you. Yeah. A lot of what you're going to get is, ooh, I can cast a Brainstorm. Right. So, like, if, you know, there are just... If you're gonna go for like an X spell in uh, in Legacy, generally you're just gonna try and do something extremely broken with it, you know, via High Tide or, or something like that. Just you know, just because the the format is so condensed. While you would think that you know you can get really good value with Villainous Wealth because everything is like uh, you know one one mana or three mana, whatever. Like right. there aren't a lot of cards that you're gonna get to stick around. The decks aren't extremely threat dense. And, uh, you know, so if you're, you're just going to cast it and probably just manipulate your library and have a removal spell that you might not even be able to play at the time. And it's, it is very slow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's each card has its format, and some cards do not translate to the older format. So that's I think the villain spell is actually really good in standard right now, though. So do I. Yeah. I ain't going to argue that at all. There's, there's, there's just not it. enough people playing card counter magic. Right. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, you guys take a look at this, um, thing I put up here about that was found in the USA Today. Yeah, I can't believe Sprint is owned by a Japanese company. What? <laughs> I, I read the whole article. Um, so you, you read the crap at the bottom that meant nothing probably. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's in the, it's in the beef of the article. Oh, uh, okay. Well, here's the deal. DreamWorks, uh, they did Shrek, they did uh, Madagascar. You've heard of them. They did Toy Story. Yeah, they're actually doing a new Toy Story. No, that's Pixar. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Toy Story, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Toy um, Story and all that. Pixar see, that's, is all Disney. That's why we brought you. Yeah, yeah. To correct us. <laughs> Um, you have contributed. <laughs> um, but anyway, Hasbro is considering buying them. Um, huh. That's, uh. We know yeah. that a movie's coming from Magic the Gathering, but that's owned by Fox Studios. Yeah, I can't imagine this being a good thing for DreamWorks, to be honest with you. Uh, you know so what? Are I... they gonna make a fucking Monopoly movie or something? No, they're gonna make Magic Online the movie, and it's gonna be terrible and not work right. 
Oh. Well, I mean, they do have more product. They have quite a few more products than uh, Magic. And, and specifically, this is potentially going to give them access to making some really good uh, Dungeons & Dragons movies, which uh, is there actually is a really strong push to, to make those. You know, there's a lot of people who watch those. And strangely, um, My Little Pony. Oh, My Little Pony. By uh, DreamWorks, that could be interesting. And I'm not a brony or anything, but I could see the craziness that would go behind that. Yeah. Go ahead, have a good night, guys. What? Really? No. You don't like My Little Pony? (laughs) Yeah, no. No. What? No. Will's different. We're all different. You can't man because of it. I urge you, I urge you to just expand your horizons that little bit more and realize. You know, I asked my daughter. I was going to get into it with her, and she doesn't even like uh, My Little Pony. Is she watching the new ones or the old ones? Uh, she's watching the new ones. Mm-hmm. I used to watch the old ones when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. I was never a My Little Pony guy, dude. I was more of a Care Bear. <laughs> yep. I had a Care Bear. You know what? Did you guys remember Popples? No. Yep, I remember Popples. Popples were the shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. now it's pillow pets. <laughs> Not the same thing. Oh, okay. Now I do remember the first pillow pets. Yeah, they're like they're like a ball, and you can like fold all of their limbs into the ball to make it a pillow. Yep. Oh, they were so fun. Yeah, this has nothing to do with magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I mean, I don't know that this DreamWorks thing is going to necessarily affect. I mean, affect magic a lot. Maybe if their first magic movie is successful, they will try to make a franchise out of it. But I, I think this probably has more to do with D and D. Yeah, the only thing I and, and now you, you mentioned My Little Pony too. That's probably Huge. Yeah, the only thing I could see with magic possibly uh, expanding would be almost like a serial cartoon, you know, where they could put out 26 episodes direct to DVD. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, no, that'd be a great way to if you could if you could have a, a, a corresponding yearly cartoon or, you know, in this case, an animated cartoon for the set. Oh, like, talk about a way to build flavor. Like, here's the cons of Tarkir 13 episode cartoon. That's that. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. That would be. I, I'm just afraid after reading the books. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> also, but I'm, you know, when I'm, you give them this window of okay, this has to be fit in there. This has to be fit in there. This has to be done. And the rest, after we basically, you know, formed your whole plot for you, the rest is all on you. The one saving grace I do have to say though is that the the C- CEO of DreamWorks is going to be the, the CEO of the combined company. So they will – I mean, DreamWorks has made good movies. They know how to write movies. And, and if, if Magic is able to you know, buy out a subcontracting – instead of subcontracting, subcontracting someone, you just buy out the business and make them your slaves, uh, you know, you could theoretically have good, good Magic writing happen, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, with the holidays coming up, uh, anybody who plays MTGO knows that they go a little nutty around holidays. Uh, we are going to have a poultry geist, uh, limited event, which is a sealed event, and this is going to be Thanksgiving week, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the packs are a little different. Um, it's a really good grouping of packs. You get one Odyssey, one Onslaught, one Legions, one Scourge, one Eighth Edition, one Vintage Masters, and a Cons of Tarkir. Now these are phantom events. You don't get to keep any of these cards. Uh, yeah, and so that's interesting. These are usually fun to do, but if you don't have the phantom points, don't play, don't pay 10 event tickets. This is, uh, a crazy format. You have flashback, you have threshold, you have morph, you have all, an all creature set, you have vintage sets, and you have three colors and another morph set. And just for playing, you get a zodiac rooster. Damn. <laughs> 
Will, off the top of your head, what does Zodiac Rooster do? He's, he planes walks. <laughs> Damn you. I, I'm sorry, dude. It's actually, it's actually theoretically a, uh, uh, two one planes walker. It's a, it's a possible card for the, uh, common only format. You know, it's actually, it's actually kind of legit there. Okay. Uh, Modern Masters Swiss Draft will also be firing up and that will be December 10th through the 17th. They, they got eight fours up also. Right. Same, same dates. Um, we're going to have vintage two player gold. Cues, um, which are going to be firing, which is kind of nice. You can win five uh, cons of Tarkir Booster. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're already loaded enough to build an, uh, uh, a vintage deck, you might as well get money for your time. Five right, packs, right. For, you know, five packs is pretty sweet. The Holiday Cube is returning December 17th through January 5th. Uh, I'd like to get a chance to play that. So that's all the power. I mean, if you've never done the Cube and you're going to have it in all formats, you know, the the Swiss and the 8-4s. Um, the, but the important part, and th- these are the ones I like, are the flashbacks. We are going to have flashbacks. Yeah, of, they picked some good flashbacks this year. They did. Uh, from 12-17 to the 22nd, Mirage Visions and Weatherlight. Oh, awesome. name the cards you can get off of that. Awesome. There are. It's just a really fun magic set. You know, magic's <laughs> first attempt at a multicolor block. You know, and the the flavor of it. And yeah, it was the, the first story, really. Yeah, it, you, also the first draftable block. Yeah. You, you know, just this is this is where limited magic began. You know, it's really cool to come back to it. You get to play with some really underpowered cards and some really sweet aggressive strategies. I I would love to be able to play some of this. Right, right. The Necrotal Megrum deck. <laughs> Dude, I've drafted this format. I believe that, yeah. The, the, the black blue, use like Necrotal and Megrum and you just house people with it. Yeah. Uh, use the Necrotals to keep their board clear and then you just get any type of discard and kill them with Megrum, really. Yeah. Uh, it's sick, but it works. Um, and then, and, and this one's nuts, the Christmas week from the 27th. It is Christmas. All the way through the new year to the 5th. Urza's Saga, Urza's Legacy, Urza's Destiny. And these aren't phantom events. They're giving you real, real cards and real packs. 14 event tickets. Knock yourself out. Woo! Oh, man. Oh, man. That's so fun. I'll be forcing Mono Black at least once. You know... <laughs> yeah, um, mono black Urza's block is retarded. Right, in the Swiss, it'll work. You know the way you expect it to work. Of course, you'll get you know pack per win. Um, cool. I mean, I like the flashbacks just because. I mean, I haven't done these formats in a while. It's yeah, it's not a thing that you ever get to do in real life. Really, I've done a flashback draft once in real life, and it was one of the you know people still talk about it three and four years later. So you know to be able to do this at all is really really fun, even in the digital format. Yeah, you win in. 8-4 of the Arzas, you get 3 Saga, 2 Legacy, and 3 Destiny boosters. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, you can just grind Urza's release cues, or, you know, the, the flashback cues until it's over, and then you can actually just open those packs afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can. You can actually, usually, and it's funny with the flashback drafts, once the flashback drafts are over, it's hard as fuck to sell those packs. Yeah, it's so, true. Um, although these are Urzas, you might have better luck selling them. You're not going to get typically what they're worth. No. It might be better off to just open these ones, which I don't advocate opening packs ever on MTGO. But when you're doing these flashbacks, the truth is... Yeah, you're going to have to wait around for uh, multiple years even to get a chance to draft Urza's block again, you know, so... Right, and even when they bring back another flashback... Whoa. Gesundheit. 
What the hell was that? I think it was a sneeze. Okay. Um, but when you're doing these flashbacks, it's weird. Like, uh, when they do come back, because so many people are doing them, you don't get a good price on your packs anyway. Right. You'll get like two ticks per pack. And it's yeah, like, because what the hell? all the, all the bots, they like bought every single remaining pack in, in availability for way under costed prices. So the packs themselves are super, super cheap. My, I would definitely suggest checking bots to try and get packs rather than pay the tickets price. Fair. Also, um, holiday festival vintage championships. So if you do have a constructed vintage deck, or you just want to play like mono green. <laughs> it's doable, man. Uh, you can go and join this, and it's going to be Swiss, and then you cut to the top eight. It is constructed, and the winter gets a premium set of Vintage Master, one regular set of Vintage Master, two Urza Saga booster packs, two Urza's Legacy booster packs, two Destiny booster packs, and three Modern Master booster packs, plus 15 qualifier points. Um, unfortunately, it's a invitation-only event. Yes, um, you do have to get there through other ways. They, they they also have this sweet participation prize for no Power 9 cards. Yeah. <laughs> Top three no, non-Power decks just get a Vintage Master set. So if you're qualified for this, it might be worth it to just try and spike that way. Oh, yeah, because if you win, you're going to get your just, Power 9. Just play the Null Rod deck. You know, yeah. just go for it. Mox promo coming up is going to be Metal Worker. Nice awesome. Metal Worker. Yeah, wow. really pretty Metal Worker. And Temple of Mystery is going to be the Mopar event promo. And uh, quite frankly, that is a prettier Temple of Mystery than the other one. That's a really – and it's a, it's a great land too, man. I, I love the temples. It's so much prettier than that tree. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Oh, that's this? the tree one? Yeah. Yeah, so this one's way more prettier. mysterious than a tree. Yeah, I, I like it very much. Oh, damn it. I yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just – I'm fucking chilling, man. I'm just drinking. Okay. <laughs> Y'all got into Legacy and I zoned, man. <laughs> 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 we went through two other subjects since then. I know one of them was MTGO, so that's not your thing either. Yeah. Um, but for you guys who know Corey from the page, Corey is a tailgate aficionado. Love me some tailgate. This man, his big deal is he's going to go to MDG tournaments and tailgate them motherfuckers. Which, Will, I thought about this, and I know you have this dream of owning a food truck. Yeah. You should set up a deal with Wizards to where you could go to all the GPs. Oh, my God. And just sell on weekends. Angelo. Angelo, please. That's the dream. Wait, wait, Ryan, are you you buddies with with Helen Bergerow? Set it up, bro. (laughs) Hey, man, give me the contract. Dude, that is sweet magic fucking GP catering truck. I would, I would love that life. Dude, that's a really good, good idea, money. actually. That's <laughs> yeah. a really good idea. That's yeah, a really well, you good know, idea, actually. Uh, you know, I was going to talk about this in my WhatsApp, but uh, I'm starting to really roll the food truck idea around. So, oh, uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But dude, that'd be good money if you could do that. Oh man, fat dudes. <laughs> Um, But Corey, I mean, if we're going to do some tailgating at a uh, magic event, what do you recommend for us? Because I know you have some crazy recipes that that are named after cards and everything else. Well, (laughs) all right, now we're in my domain, and I cook better than I brew decks. Well, first, you guys hear me talking about the Neckbeard Delights all the time. Yeah. Okay, so originally I modified it since. Um, it was a bratwurst, you know, you soak it in beer like usual, you grill it up. Um, but I, I was telling people to wrap it in bacon, and that wasn't working out so well for me unless I use toothpicks, and that just spills out the bratwurst juice. So what now if I, you were to wrap it in bacon, batter it, and deep fry it? Jesus Christ. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. You, you actually, you probably even wouldn't need, have you ever heard of a ripper? It's a New Jersey style thing. They, they fry their hot dogs. Uh, you can bake and wrap a ripper, man. It's a, 
Fine. I thought that's something they did to hookers in Jersey or something. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep fried hot dog. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, um, I actually changed it to where uh, I get the thick bacon that you can grill. Mm-hmm. Got- Ooh. Nice. I grill up a couple of those, put those in the bun, put some cheese in the bun, and uh, put your hot dog or your uh, bratwurst on top. And if you guys like, I'd like to share with you the beer cheese sauce recipe for dipping. Absolutely. Yeah, hang on. Let me get my, uh. Wait, that's a pork and get it. Let me open up a pork and get it. Pork and get it. You do realize pig is a sentient being, Corey, right? No, I didn't. (laughs) I do realize that pig is delicious. (laughs) It's only a sentient being for a little while. So <laughs> you kill it. So you kill it. So or you this, send uh... Buttercup down to buy the two pigs. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't selling me the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Too bad. All right. So if you guys got your pens and paper ready. Yeah, man. I got notepad open. All right. Uh, smoky beer cheese sauce. You're going to start off with a quarter cup of butter and a quarter cup of flour. You're going to melt the butter down and add the flour, whisk it in so there's Macaroo. no lumps. Ooh. Yeah, boy. Okay. Uh, on the side. How, how dark do you make your roux? Is it peanut butter or uh, or is it golden? Or uh, even browner than that? Uh, you know, a little golden. A little okay. golden. Maybe cool. maybe not as dark as peanut butter. All right. Depending on what peanut butter you eat. Um, you get. Now, it says the recipe called for like a quarter uh, teaspoon. So I just throw in what I like. Um, as far as uh, garlic powder, uh, chili powder, or cayenne, something spice on there. Uh, some uh, paprika. I like uh, the smoked paprika. Oh, yeah. Spanish style. Oh, boy. Um, uh, black pepper and salt. Kind of equal parts. I always uh, I always up the garlic powder just because I like garlic. And I up the uh, cayenne pepper because I like spice. For sure. Mix, Not- mix your dry ingredients and then pour that into your uh, roux. <laughs> Will is writing these I'm down. You can hear the board. speak clicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And then uh, you get a, um, it says half a cup of beer. Um, I, I use fat tire. It's my go-to beer when I'm cooking. It's my go-to beer when I'm drinking. Fat tire. Fat tire. Belgian ale or is it red ale? Uh, Belgian. Yeah. Um, or if you like the darker stuff, the 1554 is really good. Same brewery. And then a, a half cup of chicken broth, but I don't buy the pre-made stuff. I buy uh, little bouillon cubes and just make my own. Um, let's see, uh, eight ounces of, uh, cheddar cheese. They say mild. I like sharp. Cause I like, I like the cheese flavor, like heavy. And three quarter, three quarter cups of half and half. Or you can use straight cream. I like half and half because it keeps it watery. So it's more of a dipping sauce rather than a chip dip. Is that what that's? Yeah, yeah. If you put the heavy cream in there with your roux, you're gonna have a serious thickness. It's real thick. Yeah. And then a splash or two of Worcester sauce. Oh, very nice. So you mix all the dry ingredients, you add that to your butter mix, your roux, you mix in the beer and broth, and let that cook, you mix in your cheese, let that melt, and you add the uh, half and half and Worcester sauce last. All right, just to clarify, add the beer to the to the dry ingredients in roux, and the, then the chicken broth, boil it off, then cheddar, then half and half? Yes. Okay. And Worcester sauce, if you like Worcester sauce. I do. Oh, yeah, you could yeah. also use soy in there for a pretty similar flavor. Hell yeah. Yes, you can. Soy would make it a, a really salty, though. Just cut back on the salt you put in. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. similar to Worcester. It's not not too far off. And then uh, what I do is I put it in a little uh, little sauce pot and put it on the grill and cover that up for the last couple minutes just to help get the smoke in there. And I'll, I usually use, uh, well, hickory or uh, applewood for almost mm, everything. Applewood. Applewood's good. 
Or the Jack Daniel uh, Oak Barrel Smoking Chips. Those are real good. I have not seen that yet. Oh, man. They are <laughs> oh, man. <I> heard, oh, man. <laughs> you, <laughs> you crack those that bag open, it smells like you just opened a bottle of whiskey. That's awesome. Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, I, when I smoke, I like smoking with, you know, different types of wood, and I don't mind that. But, like, if I'm looking for that whiskey flavor, I'm just going to use whiskey. Oh, I got you. I got you. drink, right? Both. There's nothing better than like two shots of whiskey, one shot for the chicken. <laughs> well, I like uh, I like the smoke flavor it adds. It adds the oak itself just adds yeah. a lot. Yeah, oak hickory. I mean, like I don't know. Like I I'm kind of spoiled because I can go chop a lot of these trees down. You know, like if I want. Oh, you lumberjack! Yeah, you can, fucking lumberjack! Really easy around here too. Yeah, cherry, oak, hickory. I mean, you can just go into the woods and they're there. Um, take a hatchet. Yeah, you can just go out in the woods and where you live and cut down fucking trees and no one says anything. Fuck that. Yeah, you go in the woods. Do you understand what Pennsylvania means? in the woods? <laughs> okay. Pennsylvania means. Penn's woods. Penn's woods, roughly translated. Yeah, like, there's woods everywhere, bro. <laughs> Not Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Not flyover state either. Like there's, there's a lot of a lot of play. I just know that uh park rangers and shit. A lot of places uh don't go to parks. Just go to there's, the you know just state officials. I don't know. Well, well, they only have trees. Any dead wood you find will work. Yeah. yeah, if it's the kind you're looking for. Yeah. Park yeah. rangers don't don't give a shit as long as you don't cut down a tree. That is correct. And, and it, just limbing it up isn't doesn't hurt nothing. Yeah, as long as it doesn't have the rot yet. I mean, you can use anything that's already underground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Check for rot though. Always check for rot. Ash is a bad one to cook with, though. I will tell you that. Yeah, ash is no good. Yeah, maple's actually a lot better than I expected it to be. I've smoked some bacon with maple. Oh, yeah. I bet. And I'm not a maple fan, but, like, I was shocked at, you know, I'm not a fan of the syrup, but I was I shocked like at the, the flavor that it gave to food when I cooked with it. Like, I was yeah. actually very pleased. Yeah. I cut out some sugar maple and, you know, made some chips out of it, let them dry. Uh, in the garage for about a month and then used nice. them and I, they were really nice, really nice. Now, are you, are you drinking a lot or using a lot of homemade maple syrup or, you know, not like local stuff? My, my stepfather makes maple syrup out of his, he's got five sugar maples in his yard and it's, it's like clear. It's so virgin. It's just so nice. Mm. Yeah, I've had that. I just, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the flavor of maple syrup. Like, even on pancakes, I'd rather just have butter. Wow. Yeah, it's just too sweet for me. It's just not my thing. Um, to each their own, though, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I have a serious sweet tooth. Yeah, like, I mean, the worst thing in the world is when somebody gives me maple sauce. I like, knew you were going to say that. I just throw those away. Right? I, Dude, I, I ruined I these maple perfect sausage on, on my eggs in the morning, man. I love maple syrup. Well, I ruined such perfect sausage by putting maple syrup on it. It's just, it's <laughs> man, it's... <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, so you got any more recipes for us, Corey, or is that your, uh, your, your spiel for today? That's, well, that's pretty much my neck beard delight. Um, if we got time, I want to give you some chili tips. Okay. Well, I'll listen to them. I mean, I mean, I have my own chili recipe. But everybody our has their our own. Listen, chili. Our listeners might not. Uh, everyone has their own chili, so I'm not going to go through a whole recipe. I'm going to tell you now, if you put beans in it, it's not chili. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I'm not a purist though. I, I've had I had the Minnesota style, and it's like spicy ketchup with ground beef in it. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. that's awful, that was man. 
terrible. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Put beans in that shit. Fuck your shit. <laughs> if you're just going to make spicy ketchup, I mean, you might as well throw some french fries in that motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Corey, Joe mix is what that was. So, oh. Corey, what tips do you have for chili? Uh, well, first of all, uh, stew meat. Use stew meat. Instead of ground well, meat. Yeah. yeah ground meat, it just, it's like little tiny balls in your mouth where stew meat, you bite into it, you got a mouthful of meat. Right, Ryan? I guess. I can agree with that. I actually just ate. No, I, I, so, so get yourself like a, like a pot roast or an oven roast, something like that. Well, that or this, uh, the store, uh, at least our store has, uh, just, it's called stew meat and it's just cut up in about two inches. Oh, cubes already. Nice. I I uh, cut those down in half and then mm -hmm. I marinate them overnight in beer or something. Sweet, sweet. I I like the way you cook. I actually just got handed a back strap not too long ago and I made chili with venison in it and man, it's just so much fun. Oh, baby. Game chili's good. Yeah. Oh, man. For you hunters out there, take that back strap. And I know that's the best part. But if you can cue that up and make some chili out that some mm-hmm. bitch. Mm. Mm. Um, also, when you go buy chili powder, buy the pure chili powder. Okay? Um, and what I mean is there's no other ingredients. It's just straight chili powder. Don't buy the chili mix. Mm. Right. Yeah. Add your own they, they label it as chili powder, and it has garlic and all these other spices, and that, that makes it not cake. You don't yeah. need all that. You can make your own chili powder uh, with garlic and paprika, a little bit of salt, and uh, a little bit of black pepper, and that's it. You don't do cumin in yours? I use cumin. I use That's just a starter. I, I mean, that. I was going to say, like, you need some cumin in there. Yeah, that's a very important flavor. <laughs> Cumin, uh, thyme, um, well, I throw sprigs of rosemary in there just for the aroma. But yeah, you can use any herb you mm, like. I, I don't know about rosemary and chili. I, I don't necessarily care for that. Though. What if you're making a chicken chili? Then I'd make a white chili. Yeah, but you could add rosemary to that. Yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, that, that's that's probably better for me. I like that. Each chili is going to have its own personality. Yeah. See, you know I, 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 uh, I do my chili with habaneros and poblanos. I really want some heat, and, and uh, a lot of times I'll, uh, I'll add chocolate to it to finish it mole. You know, I, uh, yep, yep, chocolate. Really, oh, I really love the, the <laughs> spicy chocolate chili, real nice dark brown. I do add yep. beans. You know, I, uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I do. I have been using ground meat, though, man. I, uh, I'm going to switch that up, Corey. I promise you that. Yeah, I'm a sick purist. I mean, I can't help it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, my last tip for the chili is... Uh, what my mom taught me, she uh, used to enter contests with chili, and she's won some ribbons. Ooh, um, wow. To figure out how hot you can make it for yourself, start off with a, I'm thinking about a batch. Uh, so for me, a batch, I don't know, you guys know what a Dutch oven is? Sure <laughs> we live in Pennsylvania. Come on, yeah. man. Wait, is that where you fart under the blanket? That is, yes, that's also open? a Dutch oven. Yeah. It's also okay. a, a really nice no, they're also a Dutch oven. Pot, yeah. Okay, so I, I usually make a full batch. Um, I start off, to find out your heat, start off with eight jalapenos, okay? the larger size jalapenos, and slice them up like you would nachos and then dice those nacho slices up. That's going to be in your chili. Can I just start with habaneros? Yeah, I go habaneros. I like the flavor more. You know, I'd probably use three hobbies for the same heat. You ever guys ever eaten the serianos? Yes, I have. I have not had serrano. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little red thin ones? Yeah, those are great. Those, man. Those will knock shit off. And then my grandma used to grow uh, those little tiny red ones called pequins. Yeah, okay. I've had a couple of peck ones. Yeah. It looked like almost like a cherry tomato. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I take all of, like the habaneros, uh, ghost pepper stuff, uh, serianos. Scotch bonnets. Ooh, I love me some scotch bonnets. I love me some scotch bonnets. I slice all those up and I put them in a cheesecloth and put it in like a tea bag. Okay, so that we're making beer now. All right. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> 
you put that in there when you're simmering your chili, when you first, as soon as you add the meat to the chili, you put in your pouch, your hot pouch, mm-hmm. and uh, let it simmer the rest of the day, however long you're cooking. Um, the reason I do the cheesecloth now instead of just adding the straight habaneros is because last time I entered a chili contest, I made a lady cry. After I warned her that the chili I made is very, very hot, she got a piece of hella, uh, habanero, and that, that lady cried at my booth. Yeah, if you uh, you get a, a big chunk of it, if it's not really, really minced, it can, it can hit you, for sure. Right. I like the cheesecloth idea, though. You're going to get all the heat, all the flavor out of it, but uh, you don't, you know, you don't no necessarily. Seeds, no you know, nothing cutting someone's gum. Yeah, yeah. I, you want to make sure you keep keep the seeds out, for sure. But you're losing some texture there. That's where the beans come in. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put some poblanos and some Anaheim peppers in for for my uh, texture. A couple. I'll probably cut up a bell and add an onion. Yeah. Yep. Bells and onions. That's oh, yeah. definitely that's a definite. See, I like the smokiness of the poblano, and you get a very similar texture to a green bell. Yeah. See, the funny thing is, whenever I get a poblano, like I just I never end up putting it in there. Like I end up cutting them in half, and like I'll take like a little bit of tomato, a little bit of olive oil, mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit of meat, and then top out with mozzarella, and just mm-hmm. throw it in the oven and just roast it like that that's nice and I, they come out and they're just so delicious that way like i i can't do anything else with them once i found yeah. that i was like yeah i'm done this is how i make these now mm. yeah that's <laughs> that's real similar to uh the chili relleno oh, okay i love chili rellenos oh man do oh i that's that's my next on how to how to learn how to cook is a chili riano. Yeah, oh, okay. so into it. Last time I tried, I just ended up with a plate of chili riano, isn't it? Riano, riano. I'm I'm closer to Mexico. Yeah, he is closer Mexico. to Mexico. He's, he's got he's got that one. <laughs> so Ryan, how would you fry up some chili? I mean, how many I don't, different... I don't make chili. <laughs> My mom how, makes How good would you chili. spice up your uh, spicy vegetable stew? Uh, I'm not a I'm not oh, a big fan of uh, super spicy. Oh, I don't do too spicy, man. I'm not a big fan of super spicy hot. Like I don't no spice and no meat. Man, if I'm no, just... I eat meat. I eat meat. Uh, my mom makes really good chili. I just, I don't like it uh, super spicy, man. I don't do the whole. If I eat chili and can't feel it the next day, I'll stay out. I oh man, you, you know, I, I like to sweat when I'm eating hot food. That's how I know I'm, you know, I'm getting that capsaicin. And you know, yeah, I mean, you get a great, great release, brain endorphins out the fucking yazoo. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I eat chili when I get a cold. Clears up your nose like nothing. Absolutely. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. I got a whole bag of fucking peppers in my uh, in my. Uh, fridge right now, ready to ready to make some chili. So thank you very much for these tips, Corey. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I've been one. I've I'm uh, sidetrack real quick. I've been wanting to talk to you, Will, yeah. forever since last Thanksgiving when you talked about your Thanksgiving and you cooked up all that chow. Yeah, man. Thanksgiving's coming, man. Next week, dude. Best holiday of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I got a 22 pound bird sitting in my fucking freezer. I I have an 11 pound bird and then two six pound ducks. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I got that. I got that big bird, and I, I got a couple pounds of bacon. And nice. Are you gonna wrap your bird in bacon? Yeah, dude. It was so good last year. Oh, did you do that last year? Yeah. And what it does is the bacon grease kind of holds the juice into the bird. Yeah, totally, totally seals it in. And it just absolutely made it so moist of a bird. Like I don't know if I'll ever do it any See, other way. I I cut little holes in my in the skin and stuff butter underneath the skin to get that effect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
I like bacon grease. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love me some bacon grease too, for sure. I, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm just so excited for Thanksgiving. It is just it is my favorite day of the year. I feel you on that. I feel you, um, Corey. What you got going on for Thanksgiving? Oh uh, well, I got a 12 pound bird that uh, I'm going to try my hand at smoking this year. Mm-hmm. I haven't smoked a turkey before. Yeah, so smoking pounds. Tough. 12 What's pounds. It? You're looking at probably about eight hours of smoking. Well, that's what I was worried about. But I get on YouTube. That's where I learn most of my stuff. Um, and I watched a few videos. And most of it's around three hours. What temperature are they doing it at? They're doing it at 300. Ooh, that's a Holy high. Holy shit, that's not smoking. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, pretty much. But you can't, they're telling me you can't cook a bird slow because of the uh, salmonella, I guess, or whatever bacteria could be on it. If you can get the center of the bird, uh, yeah, I would keep it at 200 and just wait until the center of the bird's at 200. It's going to take probably about eight hours. You don't, you don't even need 200. All you need to get to for, for proper poultry is 155 temperature internal. If you can get a one. 55 temperature. No without, way. You got beef is like 180. Or what 160. the fucker? No, no. Beef is 125 for rare, 135 yeah. mid rare, 145 mid well, 155 well, well, well. I mean, come on, man. I've worked in restaurants. I've used thermocouples. Trust me. Yeah. 155 for chicken. That's your internal temperature. That's what you're going for. As long as you don't ever let your smoker lose its heat and you don't get into any danger zones, you know, below one 130, uh, you should be, you know, really good. I usually keep my smoker around 200, so. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't try and smoke a whole turkey. That's not something I think I have the skill to do. But uh, I, uh, I applaud you for trying it. I'm very excited to know how it goes. Well, my family, they, they like me to experiment on them. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. They gave me the turkey, so I said, okay, I'm going to do what I can for you guys. What, <laughs> uh, what did you try to use? What's that? What wood are you trying to use? Uh, you know, what do I got on me? <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I know I got hickory at home and I got some of those oak chips at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually I was thinking about trying to find some pecan. That's Ooh. a big one out here. Yeah, these? I think that gives a nice sweetness to it. That's nice. That'd be good on a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what are you doing for sides? You got any, uh, signature sides? Um, call my mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm doing the bird. Fuck all y'all. That's awesome. Uh, well, usually I do like, uh, uh, cheddar garlic mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. which is, you know, mashed potatoes with cheddar and garlic. Um, what? I'll eat damn near any stuffing. You don't do dressing? Dressing, stuffing, whatever. I'll do whatever. Oh, okay. I, 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 don't, I thought you said you don't do dressing. I was going to say. No, 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 you I'll said do you'll do any, any kind. Damn near any dressing. I've yeah. had so many that, I like, uh. I like a bacon, pecan, cranberry stuffing. That's yeah. what I, that's what I've been doing the last two years. I like it. I have been actually doing a pumpernickel. Oh, I nice. love pumpernickel. Using that bread to soak up the turkey juices as it cooks, man. That's, I mean, that's what pumpernickel was made to do. Soak up meat juice. <sighs> Dude, it just comes out so far. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm stealing that this year. Thank and you. it's it's just it's just such a rich flavor as is, and when you add that turkey flavor to mm. it, oh my god! Mm. And then you can add whatever you want to it. You know, you want to add the pecans and everything else, lock yourself out. But just as the main bread, I've been using that. Uh, yeah, instead of cornbread, using yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, because I'm not a cornbread fan. See, I love cornbread. See, I was using a lot of white bread for years, and I'm like, I don't like this, so I started experimenting with some of the other breads, the yep. wheats, the rice. Pumpernickel's the way to go. Pumpernickel That's... was just what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I did a, uh, well, I had a uh, shellfish stuffing once. Just oysters and clams. You know, turkey? Was, no, no, no they, they made it separate. Okay. Just as a side, but that was that was really good. Hmm. Then I had an apple raisin one that was okay. Yeah, I, I, I tried I tried an apple one uh, one year and uh, it soured on me. I think I think dried apples is definitely the technique when you're putting yes. in stuffing for yes. sure. Do not use a fresh apple. Oh, yeah, mistake. 
No, once it gets past the sweet spot, if yeah. you don't pull them then, it's just going to get nasty on you. Yeah. Mm. We're talking way too much food tonight. No, I mean, come on, man. We gotta, we gotta give Corey some time in his wheelhouse. Plus, I am, I mean, I'm like salivating like Pavlov's dog here. Yeah, but I am really hungry right now because you well, fuckers, and I ain't got much food now at the moment, and I don't want to go crack into my bird. <laughs> well, you got all that bacon. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to crack into that either. Well, uh, I mean, it could be replaced. At <laughs> Yeah. There's only one paycheck between now and the holiday, damn it. Um, but no, I mean, do you got any more uh, tips or anything you want to talk about real quick, Corey, or can we move to the next subject? Uh, you know, you know, um, drop my notes. I'm actually good, I think. We okay. Can, so I, I have, can I pick your brain just a little bit, man? Uh, so if I was to tailgate for a magic uh, event, right? Now, well, like, I normally tailgate barbecue, but I think that's probably just a really bad idea, right? So, is there anything that's, like, less saucy, but re- really nice and flavorful that I'm gonna be able to, uh, to use? You, you got any meats of preference besides your neckbeards? Uh, you know, um, I would still tailgate barbecue. I would just do it sandwiches. Um, yeah. or dry rubs. Dry steak. rubs. I mean, steak. I still, I mean, I always do a cold <laughs> sauce, so. Just make steak. Man, steak is expensive when you're giving it to other people. <laughs> Right, right. I would, avoid, I would avoid like ribs and stuff, but you can yeah. smoke up a couple of butts and make a uh, pulled yeah, pork you, sandwiches. I mean, that's usually what I'm doing. Yeah, I just, I, I would be so worried about sticky hands. Yeah, on the cards. Yeah. yeah don't touch your cards. He says, he says, don't be scared. Don't be us scared, as we say around here. Don't be a scared. <laughs> Don't be a scared. Don't be a scared. I'm a scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> that was your daily lesson. That is your weekly lesson in Pittsburghese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scared. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, Will, what you been up to, brother? Uh, I have been up to looking for work and, uh, you know, kind of getting my life back together. Things are getting pretty normal again, which is great. Um... Did a, a pretty serious eight-hour uh, planning session on uh, how legitimately uh, I can put together a food truck on Friday. Um, you know, really uh, going through all the permit process, any kind of serve safe, you know, certifications I need, and uh, you know, pricing out menu items, trying to trying to build, you know, what you know, a really nice business plan. Yeah. Are uh, you near a campus? Uh, I am near several campuses, and uh, I'm I'm well within reach of downtown Pittsburgh. I so. know a guy who makes a comfortable living, yeah. and what he does is uh, he's got a food cart on the main like well Green Street well, here am, on I'm campus, not, which is I'm like not the main talking bar about street. A food cart though, I'm talking about a full service food truck. Oh, this guy uh, I, makes like forty grand a year selling hot dogs. Yeah, I mean I, that's great. It's not about it's not about the money for me. For me, it's about putting my craft on display and cooking for someone for, for sure. myself finally. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'll be able to make a, a whole lot more money than that if it actually takes off. Yeah, and so. not just the campuses. You I mean that, I think you're lowballing yourself if you get campuses with all the uh, fracking that's going on around here. Exactly. If you could hit some of those fracking places, oh, it's, it's it huge. Killer bucks at lunchtime. Yeah, job sites at lunch, even to go just to downtown. Pittsburgh at lunch is a really great place to go because there's uh, not a lot of great access to restaurants from the, a lot of the corporations down there. And, you know, to go to, to some place like the South Side, which is the night spot and, and camp out there in the evenings, it's a, you know, it's a really profitable idea if I can get it, if I can get it going. 
Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm looking to to now see if I'm going to be able to secure a fifty to seventy thousand dollar business loan uh, in the next year. Yeah. Uh, don't don't try to go all loads, dude. Um, there are grants and stuff, you know, that the government will give you for a first time uh, business owner. No, I didn't know that. Look into those, dude. It, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely look into those. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I mean, basically the idea is to get a twenty five thousand dollar used truck and uh, and go from there. But uh, you know, so I'm giving myself a little bit of hope on that, which is really cool. But um, you know, aside from that, I've been I've been like trying to play World of Warcraft a little bit, but the servers were were super bad. The, the and, new one? Yeah, I, you know, I've been playing a little bit, and it's really sweet, but there was just there was a lot of issues with the servers the first the first three days. So, um, you know, I've just been hanging out, uh, you know, with my roommates and with my girl, and you know, just trying to lead a normal existence. <laughs> trying? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm like I'm starting to get real worried about finances. I'm super super broke, so I just need something to come along. But uh, you know, we'll figure it out. I know that feeling, brother. Yeah. Right, what the hell have you been up to? Chilling, man. I can. You live such a fascinating life. <laughs> um, one of the girls that was living with us got a new place, so it was helping her, been helping her move and stuff like that. So keep it busy. Again, man, wrapping up at work. It's that time of year, so just trying to close up and get out. So, yeah. That sounds uh, like fun. Trying to get the editing and all that shit down for... Still working out the kinks and shit with Caster Exile. Uh, check out episode five. It's pretty fucking funny. I got <laughs> got some good sound effects and shit. I got comments on. So uh, I'm working on it, man. We're getting the we're getting sound quality issues and shit worked out. It's getting better and better. So yeah, sweet, been doing sweet. that. Corey, what you been up to? Uh, well, I would say same old, but you guys don't know what I normally do. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so interested <laughs> in what your same old, same old is. Um, well, um, trying to run my own little business with window cleaning. Um, that expanded into my own landscaping for a couple of clients who had me do their windows. And then that's kind of died off. I still have some window cleaning accounts uh, for commercial, like my game shops let me do their windows and their bathroom. Uh, but it's not enough, so now I'm actually looking for a part-time job to carry me through the winter. Mm. Uh, if you're just looking for part-time, I'd suggest maybe uh, FedEx or UPS, something like that. They always have hol- holiday jobs available. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a couple of those right here. Hey, yeah. you can get uh, around, man. Hey, man, they'll give you they'll give you eighteen fifty to drive. Yeah, you know? that's true. And I'll put you in a FedEx a, truck. That's a good idea. Yeah, just a thought, man. It's something I've been th- rolling around myself, you know. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Um, My neighbor is a driver for UPS. Makes a lot more than eighteen something an hour. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's what their starting wage is, and, and plus they don't have a they don't have a pre employment screening process that uh, FedEx does. So uh, okay, she's been a driver for like twenty six years. Oh she's yeah, I'm sure she's it. Bang. <laughs> she's oh, killing yeah. it. Oh yeah, fifty is just your seasonal driver. Driver for Christmas, man. Yeah. And then as soon yeah. as Christmas is over, typically they may hire 30 drivers at a particular hub, and they'll keep like two. Yeah. Well, you know. She works hard, though. I won't say she doesn't deserve what she earns. So. Yeah, it's an honest job. I, I you know, I like it. Yeah. If you're driving, working inside of that place is hell. Yeah, it's not too bad, you know. I mean, I've done that before. It's just, you know, they're worse jobs. I got a bunch of friends that are box jockeys over at uh, FedEx. Yeah, they're worse things to do. Yeah, yeah you can steal out of the wazoo. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> if you've ever worked as a box jockey, Dude, I'm talking about. We, we were we were doing home deliveries of, of coin collections. None of them got there. Oh, <laughs> See if people box Timberlands and just kick them out on the dock and just keep kicking them and keep oh, kicking them. Man. And before you know it, like, they're just out there grabbing them. Oh, <laughs> it's nuts. So, this box uh, is damaged. 
What uh, what's going on? Uh, uh, what else is going on, Corey? I guess didn't mean to distract. <laughs> oh no worries. Um, you know that's about it. Just trying to find some decent, stable financial right now. Right, man. Uh, yeah. Brewing, brewing with villainous wealth, best I can. There you go, you, <laughs> you fucking Timmy. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, there's a local yeah, store owner uh, around here who plays. Uh, uh, he calls it Triple X Villainous Wealth. It's a uh, Villainous Wealth Genesis Hydra and uh, Quarter Calling deck. It's uh, pretty serious. I've seen him Villainous Wealth for like uh, like forty plus. Yep, yep. Yeah. my girl, uh, she runs a uh, blue green devotion deck, and she got she got me for uh, thirty. Yeah. Let's go for thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need, Nykthos, and untap it a couple times with some voyaging satyrs and some uh, Cure, Cure's followers, yeah. and then you're just like, I have seven mana. What do I do with it? <laughs> yeah, right. This for sure. X. <laughs> if you like, first. yeah, Corey, check out episode. I I want to say three or four of uh, Caster Exile, man. We go over a villain. Swell deck. You do. You uh, do. Yeah, Ru- yeah, yeah. Check that out. Yes. Get with uh, get with Ruben on that because he's been on Villainous Wells nuts since it was printed. Yes, yes, he has. Yeah, no, I've been listening to Cast from Exile too. Sweet. Waiting yeah. Your, waiting for your next episode. It is a uh, fun card, man. Villainous Wealth is a fun card. I've had my pants pulled down by it twice now, so. Yeah, I found that if I keep a negate in hand, that's all I need yeah, that's- to successfully cast a Villainous Wealth. I found if I man. cast one for more than seven in a draft, I win. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what I lost to it. And both times have been in limited, so. Yeah. yeah. Seven, a real sweet spot for it. Oh no, I did. I actually lost in a side event at a, the open in Indy to Villainous Wealth. The guy fucking raped me with it, so. Yeah, I've been hit for eleven. That's a good one. Yeah, eleven, you can't lose. <laughs> I got hit by somebody for eleven, and I was yeah. like, you just "Yeah, went. I'm just gonna concede now." Like, yeah, you just no point showing you my deck. <laughs> That's true. Good point. He knows every card in your deck. Like, he he can literally not do anything else and just let you die by drawing cards from that point. Crazy. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not letting you see any more by deck. We got another game to play. So, <laughs> 11. Wow. It's a lot. Okay, so I guess I'll go into what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, Ange? How's your hand? Uh, Okay, yeah, that's the first thing. Um, The hand is not good. Um, Went to uh, another doctor, had him check it out. Um, he found the break. Uh, And... After examining where the break is and examining my symptoms, he sent me for a CT scan um, because there is a possibility in his eyes that I would need surgery. Yeah, screw or plate. Is it is so, it low in the wrist? Yeah, it's 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 almost right on top of the wrist. So I go to the CT scan. I get my CT scan. Um, I, the doctor didn't give me really any information. He handed me a disc, uh, mm-hmm. but he did tell me that it appears one of my outward arteries. Um, is about 30 to 40% blocked by the broken bone. Yeah, that's real bad. That's uh, so real bad. It looks like I'll find out next Monday for sure if the doctor wants to cut me open or not, but it looks like I'm probably headed for surgery, um, which leads to uh, basketball, um, which I had my draft for my team this year tonight. Like basketball. Yeah, how'd that do, do, man? Oh, I got some good players. I really think I got some good players. The only problem is I may have to not coach this year because of the surgery. Like, I, I can't run around with these kids and, you know, teach them the proper way to hold them. Yeah, you got yeah, anything. Exactly. Um, the only thing I'd be able to do is sit on the bench on Saturdays and yell at them. Right. And, you know, I, I think there's more to coaching than being that guy. Um, so, but me and some of the other coaches on the team, we're going to try and work it out to where I can do it, but it, it just does not look promising at the moment, which is really a bummer because I love coaching. Um, yeah. 
So there's that. Also, this morning, um, I had a fun morning. Uh, I got up 2.30 a.m., went out, uh, was salting uh, doctor's offices and what have you, uh, because we got a uh, quick freeze. Um, we had a lot of rain. It was cold last night. And then it dropped to, like, zero overnight after the rain. So, uh, yeah, everything froze. It was bad. 30-mile-an-hour um, yeah. winds. It, it was horrendous. Uh, so I had to go out, and I had to salt. And so I go out there with the salt and the truck, and first hour, everything's going fine. And then I'm finishing up the one place. I go, and I put the truck in drive, and it dies. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean it dies? It just dies. You shut off. Oh, no. I was like, what the fuck? So I tried starting it up. Wouldn't start. I'm like, oh, Christ. So I called my boss, wake him up out of bed, explain to him what's going on. He's like, all right, um, I'm going to see if I can get somebody over there to help you. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so just for, you know, shits and giggles, I tried it again. It fires right up. I'm like, okay, mm. sweet, sweet, cool. So I call my boss back. I'm like, hey, it started. He's like, all right, cool. Head to the next spot. I'm like, all right, we'll do. As soon as I put it in drive, it died. So I call him back, and I'm like, uh, we got a real problem here. As soon as I put it in gear, died on me. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, I don't know. It ran here. It idled fine. But as soon as I put it in gear, it died. He's like, oh, okay. Like, I, I I don't know what's going on. I was like, well, neither the fuck do I, but I'm going to need somebody to, you know, go finish off all these other places. You know, can't use that truck. And I'm going to see if I can get this thing started again and get it in gear. So I wait like another 10 minutes or so because that's about how long it took for the first time for it to work, right? So I wait 10 minutes. I get it to fire up. I slowly put it into gear. I get it into gear. I'm like, cool. So I'm heading down uh, this road. It's it, it's a numbered road, so it's a highway, but it's not like a major highway. But, you know, it's it's a two-lane road that's very busy. Um, and there's nothing on the side of the road to pull off on except people's yards. And I'm about ugh, halfway back to our shop on this road for the locals. It's Shenango Road. Um, and I'm heading up this hill, and the truck dies on me. Mm. So I pull over, I have to get out flares and triangles and, you know, mm. I got all that shit going. Hey, at least it was in the truck. Yeah, yeah. And then for the next two hours, uh, the truck would not start. And I sat there and froze. And it just got kept getting colder and colder and colder. My boss kept going, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. So finally I called back and I go, look, um, are you on your way or what? And he goes, I, the truck's just finished warming up. I was just about to leave the shop. He's like, why? Did a cop come by and say something or something? I was like, no, but I'm starting to shiver, and that is yeah. the first step to hypothermia. Yeah, I'm cold. Um, and he's like, well, you can turn the heater on. I was like, the truck's not running. He's like, well, it'll blow warmer air. I was like, no. if the truck's not, if the engine's not warming up, it's not going to blow hot air. Um, but, you know, foolish me, I try it anyway, because at this point, anything to warm me up is better than nothing. Um but after about a minute of that, I said, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Um, and then I tried starting the truck again. And I, I had tried every 10 minutes. So I tried starting the truck again. It fires. I get it down the road a little bit into a development that we take care of. Um, and call my boss and say, hey, I got it off of the road. I'm down it here. Come get me. He's like, all right, I'm almost there. So he gets it. He gets there. He goes, you know, jump in the truck. He, One of the other guys, actually, we kind of we brought chains and another guy, and he kind of drove that truck back. Uh, we got it, like, to the shop, and just as he's pulling in, it dies. <laughs> so, Did you guys diagnose the problem? Uh, no, but we Sounds it, electrical. We took it to a uh, a place in Ohio that deals with nothing but diesel trucks. Yeah. So we're going to let them fix it, because, um, like, we have two mechanics right now, and we asked them both, and neither one of them has any clue. What it yeah, it sounds like some kind of really convoluted electrical problem. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, you can tell whether it's going to shut off or not because – or not shut off, but whether it's going to refire because the glow plugs won't even come on. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's like that definitely sounds electrical. And then all of a sudden the glow plugs will work, and it's like, right. well, it doesn't sound like the fuel's gelling. Lo- loose connection or a, a, a frayed wire or something like that. Right. So, yeah. Something probably something that, really hard to diagnose. Right. So yeah. we just, you know, they took it out to that place in Ohio today. I don't know how long it took them to get it there, the way it was shutting itself Shoot. off, but the, the, the boss and another guy did that, and I was like, all right, cool. Um and really, aside from that, like, I've been living at home just honestly fucked up on painkillers. Like, yeah. um, off of the opiates now. Whoa! Um, <laughs> they don't have me on opiates. They have me on uh, tramadol. I don't know that. Or something like that. And I'll tell you what. I can take opiates. This stuff, the first couple of days I took it, like, it put me to sleep on me. Goofy. Like, just getting goofy. <laughs> I've gotten used to it now, and, like, I'm cool with it now, but, like, those first couple times I took it, I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I don't know. If I'm going to have the surgery, it's going to end up better than even this. Uh, what time are you looking to lose work on the surgery? Um, well... I, mean, I you don't know, and I don't particularly care because it's all workman's comp covered. Good. Yeah, you need that, man. You need that. I it's mean, it happened at work, so yeah. Like, I'm not sweating it too much. If if I get let, if if I can't work, then workers' comp has to cover it. If he can't lay me off because of the injury, um, workers' comp would have to cover that as well. Yeah. If you know his reason for laying me off is he can't find work for me because of the injured hand um my doctor's diagnosis was i'm not allowed to use my left hand to do anything no i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing anything at Un- all. until after his diagnosis next monday so yeah. um it's like i i have one hand at work and if you'd ever have done anything like i do there really ain't much of all of anything you can do it's hard to even drive the truck with one hand right so there's that um but yeah uh that's 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 been my week it's been kind of crazy uh but I guess I'm living the dream, sort of. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> I've missed a lot of work due to doctor's appointments of my own and, you know, my wife, her having to go back and forth to the doctors. So, I mean, like, we're broke as fuck right now, but. Yeah, everyone's broke, man. Um, but, uh, does anybody have any shout outs? I have a shit ton. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have like three. Go for it, Corey. You're new. Well, because I'm not going to be on here anytime again soon, I figured I'd do it a lot. So, <laughs> As he unfurls his scroll. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, the first is uh, Angelo, Will, and Ryan. Um, thank you for having me on. Uh, even oh, yeah. though I didn't really participate much in the actual podcast. You taught me um, your yeah, boy. Um, I wanted to say um, the reason why I love this cast so much is because of the Facebook group, and you guys welcomed me in. Even though I suck at the game, you don't care about that. And that's why I've been with you guys since, God, it was right after Ryan joined is when I first heard you. And then uh, I went back and listened to everything up to this point. Um, so I, want, I just wanted you guys to know that that's why I'm so active in the page because everybody in the posse just about has been very welcoming. And even with my stupid questions, nobody makes me feel stupid. I can do that by myself anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was the plan with the page from the start, and <laughs> yeah, dude, realistically, positive environment. I mean, positive environment. Realistically, I'd rather have somebody like you. To be, this is just being completely honest that I can help get better than somebody who's already better than me, you know, on there asking me questions. Cause then I feel like I'm, I don't know that I'm qualified to give them the answers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> So, uh, no, I never would chase somebody away just because, you know, they're not 
adapted the game quite yet. It's not hell with that. Welcome everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with that, um, shout out to the entire posse for making me feel welcome this whole time. Um, shout out to Cast from Exile. The guys keep asking me to come on there, and sometime I'll park outside my game shop and come on your guys' show if you want. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you, man. We'll get you. Um, let's see. Uh, shout must. out you and you and Big Tuna, Braden Defoe. Oh man, we're on the must list. He's got some knowledge. <laughs> this uh, is true. Uh, Calvin and Casey from Direct Damage Cast. They're pretty cool, and they gave me shout-outs on their show. They're good people. They good are people. good people. I got to interact a little bit with Calvin on Facebooks. Um, let's see. Hell, I was the host of that show for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, he was. <clears throat> um, I don't know if he listens, but I'm going to shout-out to Kevin Metal just for interacting with me on uh, the Facebook a couple weeks back. That was cool, even if we didn't agree. He could have just said, go fuck yourself, and uh, he didn't, and I appreciate that. That's pretty damn cool. Um, and then personal Yeah, sorry, I didn't know my... I didn't know my post would start such a fucking firestorm, man. It was Ryan, like, you are an inflammatory internet. It wasn't page. even an inflammatory post, bro. Read the post. I know. It just follows you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like the light game. I get Which I like him. Dude, he has not been like on the me. Facebook page nearly as much this week because we got a light game last week. I haven't. I've stayed away from it because I'm afraid. I'm literally afraid to turn my notifications on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corey. We didn't mean to cut you off. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I want to shout out my girlfriend. Uh, I call her Lady Newt when I write about her, but her name's Rhea. That's my girl. Nice. I want to shout out uh, Game On. That's my local uh, game shop. We got one in Prescott and Prescott Valley, and they're on Facebook, so you guys should check them out if you're ever in Arizona. Um, my friends Chris and Carly, who also welcomed me into Game On when I first started playing two years ago. They welcomed me and my girl and my son when we first started playing and showing up to F&Ms that's with awesome. a starter deck. Coming as the whole family, that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so. That's just such a great way to spend your Friday night, man. I give you a serious props for that, man. Yeah, we love it. We love it. I wish my kids weren't such assholes and didn't want to play this game. <laughs> well, kids. they are filled oh. with your DNA. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> My kids are still young enough to think I'm cool, so I'm taking advantage of that. Yeah, get them now. Hook them, yeah. hook them while they're young. Oh, my kids think I'm cool, but they're just assholes. <laughs> Jesus. What? I didn't say I didn't love listen. them. It's okay. They don't listen. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't love them. I just said they're assholes. If more people were honest about their children, this would be a better world. Wow. That's uh, for the ages. Where did that come from? I don't know. Out of my own brain. <laughs> the truth. The truth. That's why I don't teach. There's a lot of shitty kids out there. <laughs> yeah. Even yes. more shittier parents. So Yeah, my girl's a teacher. I, I hear stories all the time. Yes. All the hell. time. Um my final shout outs are for my son Tyler, because I'm gonna make him listen to his name on the radio. Oh yeah, shout out Big T. Shout out Tyler Brown. And Tyler my daughter. What was that uh, last one? Uh, my daughter, uh, Anne Marie. Anne Marie Brown. Listen to yes. Shout out to Anne Marie. All right. And that is it for me, guys. Cool. cool. Um, Ryan, shout outs. Um, yeah, fucking anti shout out to ISIS. Fuck ISIS. Okay. Y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Like, no one Stop. says a thing. Shout out, uh, shout out to, uh, Peter Kassig, recently, uh, beheaded by ISID, uh, ISIS man, um, was an aid worker in Syria, was a good stand-up guy, man, with some shitty news this week, so, um, 
definitely uh some heartfelt shit man those fuckers are crazy dude uh you know this guy's over there helping you know poor people and you know was working as a nurse and shit it's it's uh really kind of fucked up so and on a related point anti shout out to ebola and hitler <laughs> anti <laughs> bad hitler. things are out there man <laughs> Wait, Anti shout out to bad. Things. I'm not done. I'm not done. Here we go. We got the shout out to Peter Kasig, uh, the Balkans, Tinkerbell, Hornet Queen, boobs of all sizes, nachos Bel Grande with no sour cream. What? Uh, no my sour cream? I don't like sour cream. Uh, my dog Chachi, uh, Patrick Swayze in the movie Roadhouse, uh, Indica Weed, a uh, cast from Exile and all the Exiled homies, uh, chicks in knee high socks, uh, Sam Adams, the man, not the beer, my follower in Skyrim, Lydia. Um, oh, you can marry Lydia. It's can you? Yeah, yeah. I send her out to die every time. I end up killing her. <laughs> the Civil War masterpiece that I'm uh, retaking again. Uh, you know, trying to read once again Battle Cry of Freedom. It's like three thousand pages or some crazy shit, and I don't know. I, I got the urge to go through it because I felt I had uh, forgotten too much about the Civil War the other day. So, gotta brush up, man. Gotta, you know what I mean. Gotta keep the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Vincent Van Gogh, Corey, and the rest of the posse. Okay, that was a, a random uh, was bit a of shout-outs. Um, <laughs> I don't feel so bad no more. Yeah. Will, you got any shout-outs? Uh, I would like to, to give a very heartfelt thanks to Mr. Corey Brown. Uh, very, very nice having you on today, man. Uh, well, thank you, bro. I, I would also like to give a shout-out to your wonderful mother and her kick-ass chili recipes. What up? I'm going to make her listen to this now. Uh <laughs> I also would love to give a shout out to Ryan and Angelo for giving me something to do on Tuesday night and uh for the posse. What up? And something to fantasize about every night. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, I did look for, for show notes at about one thirty in the morning today, so and they were up. Yeah, I know they were, man. Just, I actually got yeah. them up at like yeah, nine yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was I got great. Them up early. So. so why didn't you answer my question I posted on them? I don't know, because somebody erased what tournaments were coming up and I was like, Err <laughs> uh. We'll get to how big your boners are next week. Oh, okay. I thought that was the question you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll cover that next week. I mean, I am very interested to know how big all of boners are. Everyone's. That's <laughs> true. Especially if they're in the posse. But the thing is, collectively, like, realistically, it really depends on how excited you are. Because are like, we, you have the one that's just impressive where you just look at it and you're like, Wow, fuck. That's and then, the best my dick can look. And, and then you have the ones where you're just like, okay, that's normal. Like, I can crank that. And then you have the ones that are, you know, just kind of like half there, half not. But the halfy. Also, are, are yeah. we going for a volumetric measurement or, or are we going for a <laughs> length measurement? Is the oh, scrotum and, and testes, are they involved in, in, in this at all in any way? I mean, we need I think circumference, we need, we need radius, we yeah, need just sure. so many things. All right. I'd still like to find the collection. Active length of the posse's boner. I think, I think we, we want to go volume. Yeah, I think, I think that's go. on cast from Exile. I think, I think, <laughs> yeah. You guys can do collective length of boner there. We'll do collective size of sack here. Volume of sack. Oh, I got a big ass sack. I, that's what I'm saying, man. All potatoes and no meat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's like a fucking, it's like, yeah, you ever rip open a peanut and like, you know, like the, like the Abraham Lincoln in the bathtub? Like that's my dick and the, my balls are the peanut. It's oh, awful. God. Yeah. Nice. Wait, you, you asked. <laughs> um, well, did you give shout outs? I did. Yeah. Okay. So yes. this is my turn. Um, I'm going to shout out my wonderful girlfriend, Liz, too. I should give shout out. Absolutely. She's awesome. Liz. 
let's see. I want to give a shout out to uh, Loja Jams on Twitter who got a hold of me earlier today and was like, hey, yeah, your Imps Prison with Maddie from last year was amazing. And I listen to it constantly. And I'm just like, you know, it amazes me that I still get comments about those old shows. So. Imps Prison is the shit, dude. There's nothing those else like good it. Those were good. There's nothing shows. else like it. Yeah, two weeks, guys, two weeks. The next one, the first one will be out uh, for season two. Um, so, you know, give him a shout out. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Bad Scientists. Um, who don't realize that comets have very low sources of gravity and your lander might bounce. <laughs> the Germans. I, I just, I mean, would it have been so hard to equip a claw onto that thing so when it landed it would grab the ground? Well, the battery died anyway. Well, it died because it bounced and it fell onto the dark side of it. Where if it would have stayed where it originally landed, it would have been fine, but it hit and then the low center of gravity of the comet, it actually began to float away a couple times. I hate to use the word bounce because that's not what actually happened. It landed and then it just kind of detached itself from its center of gravity. I just, I, I played a very, I mean, a relatively basic rocket simulator game and to, uh, to add even a, a half pound of weight to your rocket. Dude, I know. Drastically affects how it's going to handle. I, I know. I'm and they, they were on a, an eight or a ten year mission, weren't they? So. I mean, but it's just, it, it's one of those weird things. It's like, yeah, scientifically, like, it was cool that we pulled that off, but we're yeah. not really going to get any data back. The only data we got was the next time we do something like that, we're going to have to put something on there yeah. to make <laughs> it stay in place. <laughs> yeah, like make it magnetic or something like that. Well, magnetic, I don't know if that would work because the most comets are typically water. Oh, really? They're not ferrous? Uh, usually not, no. Usually your ferrous things are asteroids. Oh, okay. Comets are typically uh, water and gas, mm-hmm. so, like, they have to come up with something to just grab onto it. It's frozen. That's why you get the big cloud that's usually dust and uh, gas and vapor molecules burning off from the sun. But when it's way out in like the Oort cloud, it doesn't have that dust out there because it's not close enough. No, to source of heat. Get away. We're, we're derailing big time. Hey, man, you got to talk about ISIS. <laughs> and Vincent Van Gogh. Hey, Vincent Van Gogh. I'm I will also shout Angel- out Vincent Van Gogh. Fucking with Angelo. Um, we so, do need to hear you and Clues uh, give us some more. I, I, yeah, that's going to come. Of, okay. Yeah, that's going to come. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Corey for finally getting his shit together so he could jump onto the show, of course. Yay, no, Corey. I was saying my shit was together. Oh, you got enough good. shit together. <laughs> you can at least come onto the show. None of our shit's together. You're um, here, man. You're here. This is true. Uh, yeah, so those are going to be my shout-outs. Um, I do want to bring up episode 100 is coming. Folks, we still need questions. I've gotten a few uh, emails, but we need more. Send them to me. And uh, you're going to send them to pitimpodcast at gmail.com. Please, questions, 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 questions. I don't care how silly they are. We've gotten some silly ones. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at Gongsuo on Twitter. It's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. Same yes! thing yes! on MTGO, yes! where you can join the Pit Imps clan. Also, pitimppodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us there. And in two weeks, look forward to the new season of the Imps Prison. Will, how would folks get a hold of you? Uh, you know, real simple. Uh, just hop on your Facebook browser, do a search for your uh, Pit Imps Podcast Facebook group. Join up there, and uh, I'm sure you'll get all kinds of talking to me. Uh, also, uh, you know, if I can get on uh, on WoW, I'm a bad dinner on the Hijal server, Horde side. Uh, so check me out there. And uh, yeah, that's it. I haven't played Magic Online, so I can't talk about that. Okay, Ryan, you. 
Uh, Brother Ryan, man, hit me up. Twitter and the Posse page, the Caster Exile page. That's what's up, what's up. Okay, uh, Corey Brown, how would folks get a hold of you, Mr. Jackal? Uh, best way would be at the Facebook page on the Pit Imps, uh, cause I'm always there. <laughs> you are uh, there a lot too, man. I like I am on there a lot. Yeah. He responds to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> we love it, man. We love it, man. Active what members. I do. Um, on Twitter, I'm, uh, at Howling Jackal. Um, that's Howling and then J-A-C-K-K-Y-L. And uh, anything else, just ask me on uh, the Facebook page. I'll get you my other information. Sweet, sweet. So next week, guys, we're going to have to deal with uh, an SCG event down in Richmond. And up there in Ottawa, they are Ottawa. going to be doing some limited magic at a GP. Um, but that's pretty much all we have in line for next week. So until next week. Hey, guys, hey. remember to play the Like Everything Ryan posts on Facebook game. That's my fuck new you. That's my new clothes. Fuck you and fuck yeah, Scandinavia. Have a good one, folks. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. <laughs>